tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I am here to rock. Thank you. Welcome, Swarm. Good morning, Swarm. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you very much. We appreciate you. All the kindness. Very, very thankful for all of you who showed up to the uh, March Against Child Sex Trafficking, the March Against Pedophilia. I loved you all. Uh, I just want to say something again. Uh, a lot of you guys are there, and I see pictures of you, but I didn't meet you. And you're like, I didn't want to bother you. Listen, man, I, I, I've i been doing comedy 25, 26 years. Literally 24 of those years, nobody gave a shit about what I did. So the fact that anybody would even care at all, uh, it means the world to me. So just know you're never bothering me, okay? I would love to meet you. Sometimes I can talk longer. Sometimes I got a jam, but I will always meet you. It will actually get to the point where I will talk so long that you'll want to leave. <laughs> it's happened to me multiple times. That's how thankful I am. So uh, real quick before I bring in, uh, I'm going to bring in everybody, and I'll tell you what else is going on with those marches. Uh, join me as always. He's uh, the Latin assassin. Is that a big thing? I feel like I just made that up, but I feel like it should be everywhere. But the Latin assassin, the man, the myth, the legend. You know him is to love him, Mr. Xavier Guerrero XG. How are you? What's up? George Press stories kicking ass. Kicking ass today. We got they just opened uh, the patio section, so you'll learn a little bit about some strippers on the patio. The new strippers protocol. on the patio. It's not quite peach on the pavement, <laughs> but it's there, brother. Uh, join us on the ones and twos. The hardest working man I know. <laughs> the hardest working man I know. Uh, you know him as Johnny Nice. His mom knows him as Johnny Woodard. Everybody, how are you? I'm good, man. How about you? Johnny, word on the street is the Woodard clan listens to the show. <laughs> no, not the Woodard. Well, yeah, no, not the Woodard Thank clan. Thank you. Mom's, you said yes. My mom's aunt. My You're, mom's sister. My aunt. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of the clan. <laughs> it just freaks me out a little Dude, bit. Dude, I think it's awesome. I got a text from my mom the other day. She's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lisa wants to know about uh, Larry Gators. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. So everybody uh, in the Woodard family, thank you for listening. We love you very much. I'm taking care of Johnny. I'm turning him into a man. When he comes back, he'll be a man who can work with wood and fight demons. And he's just—I grew up on a farm. Anyways, buddy. don't worry about Johnny. I know I'm how talk to, to your family. Book. Stop. I talked to you enough. Um, broken simulation is coming John? out. It's exporting on my computer as we speak, so it should be out tonight, Monday night, possibly Bo Tuesday morning, depending Boom, on how Johnny. long it takes Boom. to process on YouTube. If it takes another 24 hours. Hours to process on YouTube. Then uh, they love hands, so. me over there. <laughs> they really, they, they really do fuck with you. Love yeah. me. I uh, just got banned on Twitter for calling uh, <laughs> Amy Schumer c-word. So uh, that's a, so you won't hear At from me. Ronan Sam Tripoli. If you want to not follow him, <laughs> follow me while you still can. Yeah, yeah. That counts on. We need to make us. you a new one already. 
I need to do. I need to make another one. Yeah, because you've already burned broken Sim show. It's the. It's. I didn't it's been burn banned. it. I didn't do anything. I've only put positive <laughs> stuff on there. It's, it's. It's already somehow been banned for nothing. Just uh, put my one. name in anything, and good things know. happen. I don't know. <laughs> that's how it goes. At uh, Johnny Woodard on Twitter. At yeah, Johnny A. Yeah, Woodard. Right on there, Xavier. Actually, marks the spot. Uh, guys. Uh, apparently, the first march against uh, child sex trafficking was such a huge success. Uh, Xavier was there. My friend Justin was there. I was there. Uh, people just uh, coming out of the woodwork. I could not believe how many people showed up to that. I was blown away. I was blown away. It was hot, too. I, I, at one point, I was like, no one's going to show up. It's fucking hot. Because I was even like, holy yeah. shit. If no one's there, I'm just going to turn around and dip out. It was yeah, packed. Packed. You can and tell from halfway across the street. Johnny, it was the most peaceful protest I've ever been at. This is how nice we were. <laughs> we only used the crosswalk when the, the, the crosswalk said we could cross. <laughs> People were and still we getting across the street. Well, and then I we saw ran. it, and it was also as diverse as any protest I've ever seen. Oh, it was everybody. That you everybody. Yeah, it was a really diverse group of people. Mega people, strippers. Uh, 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 rappers, gay guys, gay guys in high heels marching, uh, everybody, Latino, black, white, male, female, straight, gay, across the board. That's yeah. cool, man. And someone got mad because, like, someone, uh, why do they got to steal Black Lives Matter? Hey, I, I hate to tell you, a bunch of the kids who get kidnapped are black. Yep. Their lives matter. So why are you fighting over this? Done. People are like, oh, it's not going to do anything. Guys, we live in a world now where Clinton is a pedo trended yep. on Twitter. Tom Hanks lives in Greece. If you don't think it's working, you're a crazy person. Dude, this thing went all the way to CNN. And did they talk about it? No. It, literally, Dude. we was on Hollywood and Vine at 10 a.m. Went all the way till I think, like, 2, 3 in the afternoon, all the way to CNN. Yeah. Walked into the building, and they were getting escorted out because they're like, you guys got to dip out. So if you couldn't be a part of the first one, know that the second one's coming. The official second one is August 22nd. Okay? August 22nd. If, if you don't live in L.A., they're doing them all over the country. If they're not doing one in your city, you need to hit up this guy. Can you look up on Instagram? Scott, it's either Scotty the Kid or Scott the Kid. Uh, look up his his uh, Instagram. Uh, he's the one who, a lot of people thought I put that all together. I, I, you know, I, uh, Scotty the Kid. Scotty the Scotty Kid. Scotty the Kid. He's the guy that had the, the mask. Yeah, Scotty the Kid. He's the guy that put this all together. I'm going to have him on the show. Um... And he put together, he could help you put yours together. So please go hit him up. If they're not doing it in your town and you think you got enough people around you, dude, do it, shoot it, take pictures. I'll promote it. If you are doing one in your town, send me the flyer. We will post the Tim Foyle hats, uh, Instagram and Twitter. What else is going on? Okay, uh, guys, our guest today we're about to have on is uh, was just appeared on my new podcast, Zero, with Sam Tripoli on Rockfin. That's R-O-K-F-I-N. Uh, it's a wonderful podcast. It is wonderful. We're 10 episodes in, and it is just getting better and better and better, and I'm so proud of it. Just go to R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash zero, and you will find it. And it's wonderful. The Patreon's on fire, fire as well. Go to patreon.com backslash tin, or slash tinfoil hat. 
and you will see I do daily shows. Or actually, Monday through Friday, I do shows, unless something comes up. Five days a week, you're getting 30-minute shows. That breaks down to basically a quarter uh, a quarter show, like 25 <laughs> cents. And you can't even get a quarter now at the bank because they're full <laughs> of shit, all right? And if you can't get enough Sam Tripoli, well, he's also on our Broken Simulation Patreon, patreon.com slash broken simulation. We just recorded a special edition we call it yeah. uh with crazy stories from history they were pretty funny now if if you are not and i think johnny you should do this as well okay with if you don't like patreon go to mm. subscribestar subscribestar.com all of my content on patreon is available on subscribestar you go there, you get the same stuff, you just don't have to deal with whatever you don't like about Patreon. Patreon will eventually come for my page. It will. So everything's over there. Subscribe stars, independent, chill. And I'm very thankful to have that all over there. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, t-shirts. T-shirts are available too. Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com. Uh, always a new shirt every month. Something different. Joker t-shirts, Rick and Morty t-shirts, uh, NASA t-shirts, all tinfoil hat. What play. show is this you're wearing the nasty t-shirt? It's the San Diego show. San Diego, San Diego show. It's a cool photo. Thank you. I feel like I'm rocking. People are like, you look like Antifa. I'm like, I'm raging. Oh, look at him. Yeah, dude, look I'm at raging. Him. With my, I'm starting to get so fat, dude. I'm starting to get Ninja Turtle back. Do you know what that is, dude? Where you got back fat, looks like you got turtle shell on. No, I, <laughs> I'm ready to start working out, brother. I thought that meant it's like you get rolled over, you can't get righted. No, without that means without I somebody to help like you. I'm a fat man. Okay. You know how like a beetle gets on its back and you, it can't get flipped back over. I thought that was. What well, you I don't were know saying. what you're talking about, guys. <laughs> yes, you. Do. Super excited this Saturday night, live at the Comedy Store is a Tinfoil Hat Live podcast. Now I know a lot of you guys came last time. And they uh, couldn't show it on the on the TV screens. That has been rectified. You can now watch it live on the patio. Watch it live. Wait, what? The last time we were there, they didn't have it on the. Nope. Nope. You didn't know what, that. Johnny? What the fuck are they looking at then? Nothing. They weren't. They could they, hear some us. Some people were watching on the computer, watching on the YouTube. Yeah. They could hear it, but they, they couldn't could see hear it. us, but couldn't watch it. Watching it makes it entertainment, is what they said. Yeah. But you could hear it. But they, I guess they fixed it. Now they can. Okay. And I believe we're gonna play the game. So we'll see how it goes. We're going to try. Johnny and I got to sit down and see how the game works out. Yeah. So that is this Saturday, which is what date? The 8th? Wait, I Saturday think. or Thursday? Saturday. No, it's got moved to Saturday. Okay, fuck me. Right. Johnny, if you can't make it, don't no, worry it's about just, it. No, just, I just found out it's Saturday. So. Okay, okay, so Saturday. Saturday the 8th. The 8th. Come 8 down, hang out, get some beverages, hang out, support the comedy store because it needs our support and our love. Uh, what else do we got to talk about? Oh, Anything else, guys? You got to put something? Oh, don't forget to go to uh, brokensimulation.com to find okay. all of these. Okay. So what is brokensimulation.com? So you go to YouTube. They're shadow banning your favorite shows. Broken Simulation, all these shows are on one page. They're all there. You can find so many different comedy, so many different conspiracy shows on Broken Simulation. Every group that does a show, I say post your, your shows on there. So we can get. And I've heard people complaining there's too much shit on there, but you can sort by category. If you just want to see the tinfoil hats, go to the tinfoil hat category. Yeah. Search. Well, it's meant to have so much. So you're meant to have a lot of variety. Yeah, I've just heard. I mean, I've got to put. I said they. I'll fight everybody, Johnny. (laughs) Johnny, I'll fight everybody. I'll fight them all. There is a search button. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, so Broken Simulation drops today. Uh, oh, check out my new YouTube page. It's Sam, It's YouTube.com backslash Sam Triple E Comedy. That's where Broken Simulation yep. Broken posts, Simulation's yeah. there. I Can't Cook is my new show. <laughs> I cook, and everybody tells me what I'm doing wrong, and I try to cook. Uh, ranting a lot, but go check it out. It's got only 7,000 subscribers. It's I'm putting tons of all my stand-ups on there. I'm working on it. That's what all you right. get the spiritual baby talk right there. Yes. Spiritual talk for bait. No. Is that there? Yeah, it's on here. It's okay, at least I'm gonna start putting there. that on a tinfoil hat as well uh, on YouTube as well. Uh, on my other one too. Uh I don't God. think you can cross they won't let you do it. You gotta I'll pick do one. what I want to. No, I mean they'll they'll ding you though. I'll ding you. <laughs> See how I do that, dude? That's why I'm I'm seventeen and three in traffic court. <laughs> Guys, today's show, today's show is uh, truly an amazing show. Uh, it is a great show, and I'm super excited about doing it. And uh, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Blue Chew. Guys, you remember the days when you when you were always ready to go? I do. You know what that was called? Yesterday, okay? I'm always ready to go. Thanks to my good friends at Blue Chew, dude. It is the most powerful tool against the lizard people. You know, Bill Gates, anybody in a sweater is shady, okay? And what do they want to do? They want to stop us. They want to stop mankind. And the only way to stop mankind is to make more mankind. And that's where we bring in Blue Chew, everybody. I got two babies at home. Ghosts and ninjas. Those are blue chew babies, okay? Blue chew babies. You want a baby? Get blue chew. You want to get laid? Get blue chew. You want to fight the apocalypse? Get blue chew, okay? It's the best way to fight evil. These dark arts people, they, they want everybody to stop breeding. Not, a, not thanks to blue chew. Blue chew is made by Americans for Americans for American ladies. You know what American ladies love? Rock hard boners, okay? And Blue Chew does that. Blue Chew is, the, is prescribed online by a licensed physician, okay? So you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line, and it's shipped in the right to your door in a discreet package. I yell, when I see it, I yell, thanks for the Blue Chew! <laughs> I make my girl just wave at anybody walking by. <laughs> Let her know that she's about to get the hammer of the gods. The blue chew hammer. You know Thor's hammer? Mine's a blue hammer. That's what it looks like. Most people are like, hey, dude, your dick's blue. That's not good. Nuh-uh. My dick's blue <laughs> because it loves America. That's why, okay? Blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra. This guy right here on the front page, if you saw him from the waist down, you'd oh, he, see it's just a giant blue dick. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, look at that smile on look his at face. Yeah, you can God, tell. You can't yeah. even see. That's now, it won't actually cause your dick to go blue. Just no, FYI. No. Yeah. If you think it is, dude, no. it's not. Okay? No. All right? It will cause your dick to grow immensely, though. Uh, dude, my dick just grows a thousand feet, dude. It's like, <laughs> you know? It's a th dude, my, when me and my girlfriend makes love, it looks like a Godzilla movie. I'm Godzilla. Sh she's Godzilla, and my dick is Rodan. Okay, just go to bluechew.com, and we got a very special offer for you right now. A very special offer deal. Okay, visit bluechew.com, and you'll get your first shipment free when you use the promo code. What is that, everybody? I know what it is. I'm just checking. You guys both failed, okay? Okay, it's Blue Chew. Either use it hat or tin foil, okay? Hat or tin foil. Or it might even be TFH. 
I think it might be one. I of anticipate a call about two hours from now. Hey, hey, Johnny, uh, I fucked up the promo code. Did you? Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. so it's one of those three. It's either Hat, Tim Foyle, or TFH. Just okay? keep trying until something Just happens. Just make it happen. If you care right. about your boner, you won't give up. Okay? Blue Chew for the people who care. That's right. Again, that's B L U E Chew.com. Promo code. I like how at- you spell blue, but not chew. I was like, okay. Okay, B L U. E C H E W dot com C O M promo code. It's either tinfoil or hat or TFH. It's hey, can you believe they have a something. refund policy? What? You can get a refund. Well, well, yeah. So what? That's crazy. Like, how, how are you gonna complain about it? They work so well. What are you gonna be? Yeah. It didn't work. You yeah. gonna take a picture? It didn't work. There's always somebody. <laughs> There's always. Oh, somebody. that's the person like that eats half their food, then sends it back, going yeah, out right. and happy. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're on to you. <laughs> you know who doesn't like that? Marxists. Marxists don't like this. Communists don't like blue chew. You know who likes blue chew? <laughs> real Americans who want real American boners for their significant other. And guess what? If you're gay, you can get a real American gay boner by blue chew. Blue chew doesn't care if you're straight or gay. They just want you to get that action. Cause you know what? Blue chew's all about that action. Guys, go to bluechew.com, support the show. All right, guys. Oh, great show today. Enjoy our guest. Uh, he's one of the best guests we have. And let's get to the business. Let's do this. And now that that's out of the way, uh, let's get to it. Our guest. Uh, this the, here Here's the truth. The guest came on uh, my new podcast called Zero. You know, I just talked about it. Uh, crushed it. And uh, I said, I got to get you on the big one. And uh, he's doing some personal stuff, so he's only available today. So I moved a couple people around, uh, and I'm super excited to have him. Uh, he's he's the, the Zen athlete. This guy's gone and trained in the most craziest places. He's, search- he's literally gone in search for enlightenment in some awesome, awesome situations. Uh, again, he is the Zen athlete. Please welcome Matt Belair. How are you, brother? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on the show, moving some things around, bro. It's a it's a pleasure to be with you again. You know, you're 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 a nice blend of uh, what I really like to do, which is conspirituality. You know, which is conspiracy and spirituality. You know, Zen they love the spirituality. Tim Fall Hat they like it, but they really just want to hear about the bisexual lizards <laughs> and all that stuff, and uh, which is fine. But once in a while, I think I can find somebody that can kind of merge the two for a wonderful, wonderful podcast. So that's why I'm super happy to have you on. Uh, can you tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, man. Well, I love that word, conspirituality. It's amazing. And I've watched some of your shows. Damn, man, I go down the rabbit hole on my podcast and, and you really get down there too. So I'm very impressed. Uh, I would just say for me, I've been really curious about the limits of human potential. I grew up a martial artist. And as that practice, it's, they teach you mind, body, spirit. And so when I got older, I kept doing those things, but I wanted to see and train with those who actually could embody those amazing things. Like, so I trained with Shaolin monks in uh, China, which was incredible. And I was kind of seeking these people out. I wanted to see the limits of consciousness. And if you listen to your podcast or my podcast and 
you hear these wild stories. I want to know if they're true or full of crap. And uh, so I show up in those spaces. Like uh, I, I've said on some shows before, if like Jesus is here, Buddha's here, I try to find them. Yeah, I haven't found them yet, but I've definitely found some very interesting people. I've heard some amazing stories. I've heard some bullcrap stories. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel like it's just really been the pursuit of my own potential travel and just curious about what's happening on this planet and what humans are capable of and how do we move toward a civilization that makes sense. You know, we live in a world that when you look around, it really doesn't make a lot of sense if we're supposed to be a uh, – you know, a species that is evolved, you know, yeah. we're very primitive in a lot of ways. I wonder brother, if like, you know, it's like when, the, when they go back, let's take Bob Cousy. I don't know how familiar you are with NBA basketball. Bob Cousy was named one of the 50 greatest uh, basketball players of all time. Right. Uh, he was this guy who played on the Celtics, white guy, Probably looked like every janitor that uh, was in your high school, but came at the right time. Like his shooting average was not. Now, set this guy, save it. I don't, don't hit me up. I'm trying to make a point here, right? But let's take a guy, let's say that Darren Fox right now, right? Uh, uh, Johnny, that, that's on the Sacramento Kings, okay? Imagine if we took Darren Fox, which probably nobody knows about, and shot him back to 1950 and had him play against those guys. How big of a legend? Would Darren Fox be right now? He'd shred. Yeah, he would. Be, he would own the league. He would be yeah. like the. It would be him and Bill Russell going at it all the time, right? Totally. Yeah. How about? What if that's like what Star Seeds right now? It's like Jesus was pretty amazing. Buddha was pretty amazing. What were they up against at that time? Now there's got <laughs> Anthony Robbins over here. Like you got this guy over here. So they're like in pre-integration baseball, basically. Yeah, is what right. You're yeah, like they were there. There was a lot of action going on right there. But now it's like we got Matt here. Matt, if we send him back, might be the new Messiah. We don't know. He could have been the Star Seed back then. But all these people you're meeting. It's just like, it's just, there's so much information now. Like, it's so hard to stand out. What was Jesus up against? A couple of Christian, Christians fighting lions? That was the only other action in town. Well, Wim Hof would be a great example, right? Nobody was doing that crap back in the day. Wim Hof is, a, is incredible. You guys know Wim Hof, right? No, I don't. So, I was going to act the like ice, I the did. Ice, the Iceman. The yeah, guy the Iceman. He, 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 like, sit, he sits in ice all around the world. and He's amazing. And the, freezing cold temperatures and it doesn't even affect him and he's been and studied what's that like, he's been studied under laboratory conditions he's too. been studied yeah. they uh yeah they gave him uh, an infection and he healed it himself and i think humans can do that you know i've studied self-healing that's that's pretty uh obvious that we're capable of that but what he does is truly extraordinary and he does it with heat too he did a he did a marathon um in death valley with no water i think can and he sweat i heard he can sweat in ice that they checked him he started sweating while he was in ice is that the same guy it's probably him. I don't know if he was sweating in ice. I don't recall that. But if it's anybody in ice sweating, it's probably him. So this dude is like the human torch. Is yeah. that what you're telling me? Flame yeah, on! And, and, just... and the Shaolin monks will talk about Tumo. You know, like there's these these stories of these monks on the side of a mountain where they're doing these meditation practices and it's freezing cold and they have this tiny sheet on them. And they, they said the weird thing when they studied them was they don't shiver. But Wim Hof is showing people what's possible, sitting in freezing cold water um, for long periods of time totally fine teaching people how to do it. And so you take that guy back in the day, even take him back 20 years, no one was doing that. And a lot of people didn't believe he could do what he could do. He ran a marathon. Yeah. I think he's got like 20 Guinness book world records, maybe more, but he's done um, a marathon in Alaska, uh, minus 20 wearing nothing. And uh, you know, not even shoes. You had these like, I don't know, I guess ice pick 
deals on and he's trekked Everest with no oxygen and his underwear. So he's an absolute savage. So you, you send him back in time, any duration, 10, 20, 30 years, people, he's amazing now. So yeah, man. I think that's there. awesome. I mean, I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> I what? have the world's tallest weed. I don't know if you guys know I have a ten foot yeah. weed. Check out uh, Broken Simulation. Yeah, check that, that out. Yeah. Uh, I find Guinness Book of, uh, a World Records very interesting. <laughs> I find it very interesting because a lot of those things are things that nobody else wants to do, right? You're like, I'm the number one dude who can juggle tomatoes that are on fire you're like well nobody yeah. wants to do that it's as much like, a challenge of creativity as yeah, it is right? of actually doing yeah, something except random right? we can get you on there sam like longest podcast longest rant something like that oh yeah dude you I might mean, be surprised I, 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 there I, are people trying to do that stuff but back yeah. to uh the monk so how do you just go hang out with monks do you just show up do they take in anyone do you, <laughs> do you gotta sign up on a airbnb <laughs> monk or something like that like how do you just show up to china and hang out with monks yeah, man. Well, so, you know, use the power of the internet. But interestingly, they were only open for 10 years to Westerners. So where I trained was a traditional uh, Shaolin Academy. And I guess they had only been open uh, to to non, you know, Chinese uh, students for the last 10 years. And these guys were incredible. One of the masters could break stone with, with two fingers, uh, stone over his head, or his elbows, knees everywhere. And because I studied... Uh, hypnosis, manipulation, a uh, little bit of magic. A lot of people are lying and doing tricks in the spiritual world, in the uh, martial arts world, in the uh, personal development world. You know, people will say one thing and make a claim, but it's not exactly true. Um, and they'll use these different varying techniques of, of magic. So they do it in martial arts where they'll get like a, a faulty brick or things like that. And so you think you're, they're smashing it with a quote unquote chi. These guys were smashing it for real, man. It was extraordinary. We had a friggin' tree out front the training was so ludicrous we would have this, this tree out front and you had to take your finger and you poke the tree right you had to kick the tree you had to punch the tree you also had to poke the tree to condition the fingers and these trees had dent holes from years of them actually poking this tree and uh you know, the, the master could break stone and I actually interviewed him because I was trying to figure out if he were for real and I go we're sitting down to get the interview I said what's the trick um, and there's a translator that can't speak English and he goes no trick right so i ask again just to make sure i was like you know what's the trick like that's pretty impossible you can't just break stone with two fingers and it's like it's no trick third time i asked because i want to be sure that they are not you know <laughs> that they're legit so he understands what i'm saying at this point and starts slamming his fingers down on the desk super hard and he's just like years and it took him years of hard oh. qigong conditioning the fingers and years of uh qigong which is like meditative practice where they put the energy in the fingers uh, or where whatever body part they are through their focus and then do the strike and they don't always succeed and i even asked him i was like why don't you do the demonstration all the time and he, he said because i could hurt myself so it was incredibly <laughs> real and, and intense but these guys were real life ninjas absolutely extraordinary what they could do and i heard stories i didn't witness it but i did hear stories about you think about the yogis and you know what they say jesus could do and uh even the shaolin monks like brick and stone that's to a, a regular person that's impossible what wim hof can do is is pretty much impossible to most people but they did it through extraordinary training and discipline years of extraordinary training and discipline and that's how they did it it's there's no easy way but the training is not hard or the training is extremely hard and you have to do it through a, a long period of time uh i mean this is just a lesson for life anybody young listening to this anything worth anything takes time yep. if, if you can get it instantly 
it's not that important. It's not that big of a deal, right? Is, it, is it that important to be able to... Uh, to poke know, a tree? To, to, to <laughs> yeah, smack, you? Smack oh, yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, that's the thought that I had, right? Because it's ridiculous. And that's immediately when, when he said that, it clicked immediately. And all I thought was, no matter what I apply myself to with that little level of dedication for five years, I'll succeed. Yes. And I think that that's what the lesson is. Yeah. It's not to I agree smash with that. the bricks. It's to see the human potential. And so people, what they, they're so short-sighted. They don't, they don't reach their full potential because they don't know what that meaningful goal is. So whatever the first roadblock is, they stop. So if your goal is meaningful and you apply yourself for five years or 10 years, you're going to, it's inevitable that you'll achieve it. And even if you don't, you'll love the journey because it's something that you created on purpose. You didn't just exist by default. And that's what most people do. Right. And that's what we see in the world right now. You know, whatever the government will allow and give, that's what people are, are going to kind of acquiesce to. But the people who really want to live an extraordinary life, they're like, Hey man, like, you know, we're capable of amazing things and it starts in the mind and the in the heart so if you give yourself a worthy mission man you'll overcome a lot uh when they open it up to uh westerners uh how how like uh let down were they were when only dude showed up <laughs> oh it's probably so let down and uh <laughs> like, you know it's actually no, we'll let them in white chicks are gonna show up and we love them and then just dude after dude after dude you're like oh sausage fest i can <laughs> i can smash a sausage fest with my fingers start flicking people off right i mean oh, well some people some people came to lose weight and you could tell that that uh, they would be disappointed at their lack of skill it was it's so obvious on their faces you know when they get somebody to come in they'd be out of shape because they have such a high level of mass so their patience wasn't great you could definitely see it on their face and part of the training was getting they basically getting your ass kicked by them and your partner so you get my first day i'm getting kicked in the back by my partner and he's not kicking me hard enough so a different monk comes in and starts kicking me in the back as i'm holding this posture and it feels like a baseball bat it looks like Ho jose canseco just ripping me with a baseball back and i could hear my lungs clapping in a way i'd Ooh. never heard before and i was like what did I just sign up for? Like, this is ridiculous. So, yeah, they give you a whooping, man. Do you really? have to fast? Does everyone have to fast? You said people lost weight. Yeah, you can't eat? Oh, no. Some people wanted – so some people came – they were out of shape, and they did it just for – they wanted to lose weight. So the monks didn't know that. So they're kind of <laughs> overweight and didn't really have any skill. So, Who goes so they were to not, China they were to lose weight? Like that, you know? Go to 24-Hour go to Fitness. It's right there. Start simple. Yeah. Don't get yeah. on a plane, fly to China, get some monks hitting you with the stone dip. Take you know? the easy path, man. Yeah, not worth it. <laughs> now, did, did you get to know these monks? No, not really. They were they were so closed off. They didn't know English. Um, I, I got an interview with the headmaster that could do those things, and that, I guess, was uh, special, and they just kept to themselves. And they would train at night. You would never see them training. And and uh, But when I did, it was like watching a, a movie, like with the with, – people who have a level of mastery you can't even understand it's it's what, what do you mean like a karate kid montage kind of is that is yeah that but yeah. but a real epic one okay. That's <laughs> so great. Wow. even better you know actually like jackie chan in his prime you ever see uh drunken master jackie chan is legit man that oh guy yeah yeah he's, he's such a master what people don't know is jackie chan is like the one of the top recording artists in china like what like he's a jamie fox of China, like he can. What's he, this genre? <laughs> I don't Japanese, know Chinese, Chinese singing. Dog. Yeah. No, I, I mean know. I didn't know if it was like spoken word, like that shit William Shatner does. No, 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 no spoken word, like singing. 
Like he'd be doing China's like Donka Shane, right? He'd be crushed that. So we got a music Is he like label? a Michael Bublé type. Yeah. Or? Oh, I, I, yeah, because he's covered like Endless Love. Yeah, he was a huge singer. That's so weird. Over there, you don't even know that about him. He it's was basically David Hasselhoff of China, right? Like he, you know how David Hasselhoff. Oh, he's huge like a he's a crooner. That's what he's like yeah. a Frank Sinatra type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the genre. Okay, I got it. How crazy is that? It is crazy. I didn't know that. It's amazing. So, so I know you don't. What kind of per, what kind of person becomes a monk there? What what makes them move to this monastery to learn kung fu? Are they? Is this in prep of something? It sounds like they're they're preppers, right? They're just they're getting ready for a battle that might come, and they're they're learning their Wing Chun and all their different disciplines. Who who becomes a monk there? Who moves it? Does, can anybody become a monk? Well, you can, and and I'm not a, an expert in this, but from what I can understand, it's uh, you know these these martial arts are thousands of years old, right? This is a tradition, so you can choose it now, um, right? And you'd have to go, and and some parents want to put themselves in there, but the level of dedication to get to the high level, you would immerse yourself and just make that choice. I also meditated with monks. I wanted to go to Nepal. Um, or sorry, Tibet, but I, I didn't realize it was still occupied by China. This was years ago, and they're still occupied by China now. But Tibetan monks fled to Nepal, and they just have a choice, and they make that choice, and they basically commit to the practice. So same with the Shaolin monks. They just have to commit to it, and they're free to leave whenever they want. But to get to those, this is these are ancient traditions, man. These are thousands of years old. These have stood the test of time, um, and, and they're quite amazing. So same with the, same with the Tibetan monks. You know, it's just a choice. Have you ever like what kind of discipline does a Shaolin monk learn? Kung Fu? Like how long do you have to meditate for? No, but how how much how much <laughs> per day or like is it a total you got to accumulate? <laughs> like have you meditated before? Have you I, ever I done tried it? I tried 20 minutes tops and I Why don't freak you start out? at 5 minutes? Hmm? You got to start small sl small increments. I don't know. I just start every something grabs my attention. Well, they talk man, they talk about like the energy body we did uh um frig acupuncture class kind of and they have they're showing us the map of the body this energetic system they have again these are these are ancient systems that they teach and they're like oh if you have a headache it's here you touch this button he's like you don't need a needle you can just do that and so they just talk about the inner systems that's a lot of chinese medicine is like the inner system the inner alchemy the inner energy they call it the Tao and all different words chi but it's like your life force so they connect to that and um i forget your original question what was your original question uh, well my original question was what is the discipline he 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 wants oh, to know yeah, about yeah, yeah. meditation like yeah. he should start simple, right? Get an app, start on five no, minutes. But I want to know how long it takes to like, what's the longest he's meditated or like how long, you know, have you seen those videos where people talk about meditating for five days? He has an eight. Is that for real? Oh yeah, that's for real. I, so I've, I've had, uh, I've been curious about that stuff too, right? Like how much of that stuff's legit? Like, uh, what do they call it? Breatharians. I've had that, uh, a guy who studied that. He did a documentary on my podcast. I had one guy on my podcast, Dr. Q Collins. This guy's a brilliant phd talking about darium depleted water i you know i've done about 400 episodes and i could recognize this what's the name of, of your podcast so they can find it oh yeah thanks man master mind body and spirit and so this guy comes on and uh we're th this guy's brilliant he's a scientist and he just casually says in the middle he's like yeah you know a few years ago i wanted to stop eating so i just went 72 days without food and he continues on i said wait 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 backtrack <laughs> you saying you just all of a sudden didn't, didn't eat food for 72 days he's like yeah and i was like nothing 
It's like nothing. And I heard of people doing it with activated charcoal. It's I think it's the master fast system. They do a hundred days, but they eat this. It's not even really food. It's like this charcoal paste, but apparently some people in the group are doing a hundred days of this stuff. And so Yogi's talked about this. Um, a lot of other people have talked about it. Um, I've done some fasting, not for crazy long periods of time, but I have done long periods of meditation before. And I know if the monks, they, they do it as a daily practice, but yeah, they'll, they'll go on retreats and just meditate all day, every day. Like but the drinking water, right? They have to still drink water, but they just they don't have to eat. drink water. Yeah. I have heard of some people apparently can't, um, the autobiography of a Yogi is which one I re- recommended to you. They talk about, a. Uh, some people who have done this, they don't drink food or water. And, <laughs> and, and there's a guy that's even been tested and he made it for 10 days. Now, if you look at it through like a magic tricks perspective, you try to, you got to figure out how he can get the water. It's still um, uh, left for debate, but it's possible. It's definitely possible. Wow. Wow. Like, I don't know for sure, but uh, you know, it's, it's, I could, I would say it's possible. You know, I've had people on my, my podcast talk about astral projection um, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And, and like these monks, I think that they're ancient secrets, right? And so the discipline is mind, body, spirit. You condition the body. Uh, even Mark Devine, who is, uh, I, he wrote Navy SEAL books, and he goes, the easiest way to enlightenment is you just crush the body. Because once you're exhausted, the spirit comes in. And I actually trained with a Native American elder, too, of the Mi'kmaq people. Their history is 20,000 years old. And guess what? They talk about ETs and all kinds of stuff. And I know a Mayan elder uh, who unfortunately has recently passed and a Zuni elder. And I trained with all of them independently. And all of them basically say the same things uh, about extraterrestrials to them are like uh, sheep or goats. They just exist. And we don't know that because we never asked their history. And they don't really want to tell us their history to begin with. So they got a whole interesting uh, history, you know, in themselves. But they talk about, you know, very interesting things uh, people uh, disappearing and reappearing uh the the sorry to cut you off but the the mind elder talked about 20 senses how we actually have 20 senses and he's like you waken them up you wake up as they go and his stories were nuts you know those swirling dervishes people yeah right he said that when he was like 16 or 18 i can't remember what age he goes to egypt um to learn with them because he had a kind of experience spiritual experience they see him come in the door he's watching them do these whirling dervishes things and then they levitate like six or 12 inches off i don't the ground, know what all is of that them. Well, I, and he just goes what, what johnny I, I, needs to know what it is i know what it is oh, you don't need to, yeah, explain. Sam knows. You need to see them what what are they could you explain what what they do swirling i don't dervishes? even know they're just the people that wear the hats and they got this thing they do circles they spin around called? I have no idea. Spin around. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? In Thailand, they do that. They put chicks in baskets and they do that. But this is a spiritual thing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking? I I, I need to know the official. Can you look it up? I've been. He's sitting there daydreaming. What is it called though? I, I was thinking like swirling dervishes. But See, I think that's, that's like, a, I was like I didn't think that was the legit name. I think that's a. I think that's a. Uh, it's it's a it's a religion. Is it the Sufi or, whirling uh, dervishes? Is that what you're talking about in Istanbul yeah, and Turkey? I, they're oh, Sufis? yeah. Is that actually what it is? I was thinking it was like a spinning top, and I was just thinking of a game, but is that actually what it's, it is? Well, it, it, this is saying they're Turkish dancers. I don't know. They're yep. called the Whirling yep. Dervishes. And, Su- Whirling. and, and do they have these kind of funny hats on? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. They look. Uh, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Check, the, uh, check that out, actually. As Sufi, you're looking uh, it up, Whirling I wanted Dervish. to talk about how, like. Um, That's it. Yeah. You're right. Let me see it. 
Whirling, so that, that, whirling dervish, Sufi. Whir, whirling dervishes, yeah. And so that's yeah, what he had said to me. And uh, I thing, actually yeah. know his daughter. I'm ha- uh, helping them put together uh, some of his teachings because he had recently passed. And yeah, that's oh. them. And so that's what he said. And he t- told me some other mystical experiences. And uh, I heard some other stuff from from the Native Americans. Like, uh, you know, when I saw Clifford Mahoudi, who's a Zuni elder, and I was training with and friends with this Mi'kmaq elder, I went down to Sedona and I said, Clifford, you got to tell me if what this guy is saying is legit because he is saying some wild stuff. And I don't know about much about Native history, Native community. You just let me know if he's legit because you're saying some wild stuff too. You know, Clifford Mahoudi is like amazing. He's he's a Zuni elder. He's like, like five feet tall. And I remember I met him once at Contact in the Desert. It was really warm and open. And then, well, kind of. And then I, I see him again in Sedona. <laughs> I said – and they're talking about ETs. I, I think one guy who was abducted was there, and uh, he's saying his stories. And I go, hey, Clifford, how you doing? He said, oh, good. I go, uh, you know, what do you think of the talks? He goes, oh, you guys don't know anything. They're the star people of the star nations. They've been here long before us, and they'll be here long after. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, wow. I was like, well, are you going to tell us what's going on? He goes, no. He goes, we have artifacts and all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, are you going to show us? And he goes, we're thinking about it. <laughs> That's what he said. So I got him to check out uh, my friend David Lonebear and watching those two talk, man, was like, you know, you get that happen on your podcast, man. It's like the rabbit hole of rabbit holes and a completely different history. You know, you can kind of have some reference points, but some of you can't. Like some of the stuff they've been through, like the Shaolin monk training is nothing compared to what they're doing. Like burying themselves up to their neck several times and, at, you know, as a, in, in the in the dirt in the middle of nowhere as a part of a, a ritual um they call it the sun um where they there's a pole and then they're hooked and they have to rip themselves off the pole and it's like this spiritual experience and i was like that sounds terrible uh. and david's like no it's the most amazing experience in your life he's like you have to fight for being alive and so some of the stuff that they they have been through as like, i am soft I am very soft. I've done some challenging things, but I'm soft, man. Okay. There's so much to get into real quick. First of all, you had talked about unlocking stuff, which is a very, which is a perfect way to describe what, uh, diving again, we'll go to the rabbit hole is about, you know, there's so much going on in the world, but if you don't believe in it, you can't really see it. Okay. There's this whole thing that like, you know, when Christopher Columbus, right. Came to America, they said they, that the natives didn't see their boats because they didn't know what they were. They, they they had no reference to understand it. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Cause we have this thing, you know, it's like, Hey man, um, uh, you know, Hey, there's UFOs here. How long did People are like, I don't see anything. I haven't seen anything. But the more you open up your mind, you start studying this stuff, the more you start to realize that there is this stuff out there that you were too blind to actually notice. And as you go down this kind of, this training that you do, you start opening your mind, you start unlocking levels and you start seeing more stuff. And it's almost what they get into to the occult and where this can also go very negative, which is allowing demons or dark energy in. Once they realize you're open-minded to this, it's almost like your door's unlocked and they can walk right in. So you have to be very cautious when you go down that road. But to be open-minded to all this multiple dimension stuff, it's like, it's like if you don't study any of it, you you think the laws of physics are are real, 
And that, that is the box in which you're only allowed to see the, the universe in. But to me, in the long, the long game of these, whoever they are, the elites, I'll call them lizard people, whatever they are, they created this, this box, and that all the people who are scientists or, 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 or doctors and all these people look through this box and they're trained to not look at anything outside that box. And if it falls outside the box, they have to dismiss it. And they give these people uh, um, uh, titles like doctors, scientists, right? They give them awards, Nobel Peace Prize, and all this stuff to validate their point of view. But for me, I'm not dismissing all doctors, all scientists. I flunked first grade. What do I know, right? <laughs> but there's also something being said that these people are just the best at and stayed the longest at regurgitating talking points. That the people who give away the certificates, give away the doctors, and give away the funding for the science like. And if you don't fall into that, they don't, they don't give you what they want. You're not gonna get your doctrine if you don't believe what the academia is saying. You're not gonna get the funding unless you're gonna find the results that the powers that be want you to find. And so when you look at all the stuff that you're talking about, you, you talk to the, the average person, they're going to be like, dude, you're talking crazy. Woo, what is this, the X-Files? You're like, no, this is actually the universe that we live in, man. And like, you have to be open. I, I don't have a clue. I'm just open-minded to it all. And that's really what this show's all about. The show isn't about me trying to tell everybody what's going on. This is about me interviewing someone like Matt and hearing what he's discovered and allowing the listeners to decide whether he's faking the funk on a nasty dunk. You know what I'm saying? Is he coming? <laughs> is he going hard in the paint, keeping it real, or is he faking it? And that's what this show is about. I can't, dude, the last person you want filtering information is this guy right here. <laughs> I well, am it's, a it's, it's the rational materials point of view, right? It's just whatever you can see and prove. And which is interesting because even if you look at the light spectrum, what we actually perceive on the light spectrum is very, uh, very little, you know, maybe 2% of the entire light spectrum, same with sound spectrum, same, same with all of it. So we're only perceiving a bit of reality and our consciousness is, is that's a whole interesting thing too. Cause you only retain seven bits of information. And so the unconscious doing all kinds of crazy things. And, um, you're totally right with how we are taught. We are taught to box our reality and give that power to the authority, right? Don't look outside the lines. This is what's possible. People thought I've been like crazy my whole life. And I just thought differently. I thought they were crazy. I was like, you don't, you don't think about any of this kind of stuff, but it's people like Wim Hof, people like, um, I don't know, like the Shaolin monks that are doing these extraordinary things. Like people even think like, uh, you know, when I started looking at fasting, I, I didn't know how long you could live without food. But then I realized any average person can do 21 days without food, an average person without harming themselves. You can do way more. And I know a friend who did 60 days. I had a guest on my podcast, Dr. Q Collins. He's a brilliant PhD uh, incredibly smart guy. His story was kind of sad. I'll kind of leave it there, but he wants to, uh, you know, cure cancer because he had his family, his daughter and his wife, he lost them both. And this guy's brilliant. Just casually drops it in, you know, 72 days without food. And I had to backtrack. I was like, wait, what? And I've heard so many stories on my podcast about people 
whether it's spontaneous healings or um, really mystical experiences that it would just be way too many people lying. And you can tell in their tone of voice and how they engage in the story and what they're saying that it's real. And I've had those too, and they're just mind blowing and you can't really explain them, but you know, they exist and it's got to be open to the individual, right? If they're closed minded and they're not open to it, then that's okay. That's, you know, they're welcome to that reality. It's like, you know, I, I, um, teach extreme sports athletes, like basically peak performance, uh, mental training. You know, I would love for mental training to be, uh, mainstream in all sports. And this is just something in martial arts. It's mind, body, spirit. So in martial arts, you realize if you're going to go into a fight, if it's me and another guy for the UFC championship and he's super stressed out and he has a very uh, limited dialogue, inner dialogue. And he's just like, Oh, I don't know about this. And I'm super relaxed and super confident and have a positive inner dialogue. You can look at GSP who is a great champion. He's going to whoop his butt. He's going to be able to overcome adversity. He's going to have all of these positive reinforcements. Well, in extreme sports, it is that to the max because you're always pushing the limits and i'll give you one example i was uh helping this uh freestyle motocross rider and uh i was working with someone else and he said hey my friend pat said you're good um i fell on a front flip on my motorcycle and i want to land uh a front flip and i was like cool he's like and i want to land some variations of a front flip that have never been done before i said right on so we had a chat and he had a pretty strong mental game. So all I basically did is said, Hey, you can read my book. It'll help you. Um, but you don't need to, and you can go through the course. It will help you, but you don't need to. What you need to do is you need to visualize the trick one hour, every single day or more until you know, you can land it. You will know that in your body. Once you do go out and do it. He immediately starts visualizing the trick. Three weeks later, he lands the front flip, uh, on his motorcycle. Three weeks after that, front flip heel clicker on a motorcycle. Three weeks after that, with no training, and he was going around, uh, not no training, but he wasn't practicing. He was going around schools doing talks, uh, you know, about motivation, empowerment, or whatever. He lands the world's first front flip Superman on a motorcycle through visualization. So this is 100% real, but if you don't use it, you don't know. But the thing is, with an extreme sports athlete, they will – uh, experience a very direct and serious consequence if they don't have that mental game mastered. The average Joe won't do this because they're experiencing no consequence. Couldn't and agree a more. Duration of time, right? Even with basketball, if you miss the free throw, um, you're not going to break <laughs> both your legs or die. Right. So yeah. the motivation to visualize it, even though there are studies upon studies that show visualization will improve your ability. And what are you doing? closing your eyes and you're visualizing something that's it but it seems hokey to most people so where do those limits end right and it's kind of like neo in the matrix it's like some rules can be bent some can be broken yes and if you look at extreme sports and what people are doing it's incredible and even the natural body you know i say most most people you know you're going around and a tiger all of a sudden is eating everybody all of a sudden you're going to do parkour wherever you are and you're going to be hanging from a rafter by two fingers. And you don't even know how that happened because the body's intelligence just saved your ass. But the thing is most people are operating at such a low level. They're eating crappy food. They have very limited internal dialogue, what they say to themselves, what they believe about themselves. They live in a paradigm of guilt and shame um, and not expansion, love, harmony, connection, possibility. And so they experience that reality. So, you know, it's, it's there and it's available, but you have all these negative programs. And this is when we get into the conspiracy stuff, because I wanted to know why we had war and starvation. 
Right now, 9.1 million people starve to death on the planet each year. <laughs> the solution is food. And I'm like, how can how come we can't get them rice? It doesn't yep. make any sense. Yep. So then you look at propaganda and I think, why did good people kill each other? That doesn't make any sense. Most people don't want to kill each other. Why would they do that? You look at propaganda and how the mind is manipulated. Um, you could look at the work of Darren Brown. He's awesome. He's like hypnotizing people on the street. He does this one experiment where it's like you and I are on the street, right? And I stop you. And uh, then this thing goes in the middle like a billboard. So it, it separates us switches the person and the people don't question it. So first he switches it up with a person that kind of looks like me. Maybe they have a beard, right? Then the second person, no beard. Third person is a girl. The next, and then he switches it and people don't question it. So the mind is a very interesting thing. And that's why meditation is so important because it's like your, your mind is like a marble or a crystal ball and your thoughts and beliefs and emotions are this tar on it. And people believe that that's the tar. But when you make this space, like this little clearing of the tar, you have this like little inspiration, like, Ooh, this feels nice. And it's this little bit of clarity. So when you realize you're not your thoughts, ideas, and emotions, you can be a little bit more, you're connected to the entire universe. And so what happens is people are in these loops of running the same program and it's all yep. mental bullcrap. 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day most of them are repeated and uh you know i trained with dr joe dispenza too teaching people to meditate and have these um miraculous healings and healing people of cancer well he's not doing it they're doing it for themselves but teaching them how to heal themselves of terminal illnesses and it's happened time and time again just through the power of the mind now that's not going to say a hundred percent just like uh brody Carmar carmichael's the name of the guy who did the front flip it's not guaranteed that he's going to land it it isn't but it gives him the best probability of landing it yep. when you add these things. Yep. So when I was teaching athletes, I'm like, all right, you ready to do a backflip? And they're like, oh, no, I believe I'm going to land on my head. Do not do it. Yeah. But if they, right, don't do it. But if you can believe that at least you're above 50%, your probability dramatically increases. I couldn't agree and more, so, man. This reminds me, this stuff. reminds me, do you remember, and I'm, I, it may well be a legend. I'm not sure it's ever been verified. Do you remember the story of the, like, Vietnam POW who visualized playing golf while he was yep. in prison for uh, like, I don't know, three years or whatever. And then when he got out, he was just, he played this insane round of golf, you know, because he had been just, that's all he'd been doing to kind of take, occupy his mind while he was in jail. Really? Yeah. I yeah. believe yeah, it. I heard that. I think like yep. Zig Ziglar or somebody used to repeat that story. Yo, a lot, if I'm not mistaken. It, dude, listen to me, man. It's like when Neo goes, whoa, I know Kung Fu. You know, it's just like, it's like your mind basically controls that. I wish people would understand that. And, and, you know, it's like you talk about poisoning food. People consume poisoning information. Have, have you, know? you heard of people that like hit 100%. their head hit their head or something and then they become savants? Like all of a sudden he can play the piano just from hitting your head. I'm not saying that's the same thing, but that's it's like opening something in your head. Yeah. 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 So, yeah I've heard that, too. Yeah. This this opening of, of potential. Right. Well, and yeah, so how, do we, how do we open that potential? Or how about the guy who said he got hit in the head and then he became gay? You remember that dude who like was in like <laughs> like England? He's like, oh my god, knocked my head. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, well, there's he has a, the pictures him with a drill. Like remember, that. you were a psychology major, right? Remember that guy Phineas Gage who got that rail spike through his yeah, head? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Was a different person. Yeah. Just but a what I'm person. talking about isn't you know uh, something happened to your uh, you know a trauma yeah I to think that's that different. Yeah. I think that's what different. What I'm talking about is like that people don't realize that w what they're consuming can also just destroy their mentality and that that these power elites who've been that we'll call them the masters of mankind have for so long 
They know everything. What Matt's saying right now, he learned from monks and going these these power elite people have been no have known this stuff. Advertising, dude. I really think yeah. that's just destructive. Dude, I, really I mean, like I, you know, people get really angry at me. That's fine, but look at what's promoted in hip hop culture, right? Totally. It's Fucking. Gang banging, hoochie shit. You know, I remember listening to a radio show. It was like going through, or like, you know, when they like clipped a moment on the radio show, and these two people were shit talking a member of the band and laughing at them because they had a two parent household. Like they were mocking them. I'm like, what are we doing? And like, so much of this stuff, like, look how white this This is the most white shit ever. You ever see those memes? And they're like, oh, yeah. look at this family hanging out together. Like, oh, look at those whitey white whites. And I'm just like, but that's across all culture, man. That's across all culture, dude. All these different cultures. Like, how much of feminism is like, you don't need a man. You don't have to have kids. It's just like, you know, not that you have to have kids at all. Yes, I do have kids. I'm very happy about it. But there was a time I didn't have kids. And you know what? I was pretty happy then too. But if you but the notion that, oh, you don't have to have kids, it's like, dude, there's like this this culture out there that is purposely telling people the wrong information because it's be it's not real. It's it's cultivated by a group of people that are trying to not trying their best to keep you from learning how special you really are. Yeah, bro, a hundred percent. And it's designed on purpose. And when you understand psychological manipulations and how deep this goes, it's, it's sickening. If we could get control of our media and television, we could transform the planet so quickly. And, um, music is such a great example. Just listen to the lyrics in hypnosis. The best way to hypnotize people try tested and true is repetition. That's why anything propaganda is repeated. It was uh, Joseph Goebbels that said, um, you know, when you when do and he did uh, propaganda for World War II, and he said, what you need to do is have one simple slogan and stick to it. Yeah. So we're experiencing that right now. And you look at um, music, and you're only going to make it if if they if they allow you to make it. Yeah. And, and hip hop, um, uh, hip hop musicians have been saying it since the beginning. Like this is. You know, this yeah. is a, there is a group don't of have people a, like KRS one does an amazing talk on that. Right. You don't hear, uh, you know, like Tupac and Biggie were actually like rapping about something and, uh, you know, saying kind of how it was. And now it's just this complete nonsense and everybody's hearing it. Hundreds of millions of people are getting this same brainwash and, uh, hypnosis and propaganda. You can write out a language script for what they want. So I do sports hypnosis and all it is, is, uh, Okay. That's how it works. You got the conscious mind, right? And underneath that, you got the subconscious mind. In hypnosis, they call it the critical factor. This is your consciousness. So us are your, yeah, your waking consciousness. So if I say you're the greatest athlete of all time, or if I say uh, you can live a life that you enjoy, what will happen is your brain will immediately guard against that and filter how true it is. If I say you're the best tennis player on the planet, you'll go, man, I suck at tennis player. That that's bull crap. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but all hypnosis does is relax that critical factor so you can imagine it. So hypnosis basically beats it down through repetition. Ah. It's back. Or you could say, don't think of a pink cat, you know, try not to imagine uh, the American flag. You do that. Now, if you can add an emotion to it, and this is what story does that people don't understand 
Um, and in, in, you talked about this a little bit before in Buddhism, they call it mental nutriments. What are you taking in? So if I say, um, just imagine this nice little cat in my hand and I'm, I'm at my house and I have this nice little cat and it's this beautiful little kitty. And now I hold this cat and uh, I got a scalpel now. Now I stick the scalpel right in his chest and the cat's screaming and he's in pain and oh my God. Now I just slowly cut it and the cat's like, what, oh, are you I'm joining the Israeli army? What's going right. on here? Oh yeah, I just go on and go on. And now the cat's just gutted. He's suffering a bit more and now he's dead. How do you feel? Like shit. I just told you a story. Yeah. I didn't, all I did is tell you a story. So through those words, you had an emotion yeah. and the emotion of fear and guilt and shame and all of those terrible stories you create emotion without your conscious choosing that is how hypnosis works so they are not using this in a positive way and you absolutely can write a script that does the exact same thing in a positive manner to give people hope compassion kindness inspiration courage and all of those things. And that's why I know they're doing it on purpose because I know how it works. And I do I do the complete opposite. Yeah, you're trying to fight the fight. Does the What's same that? thing does the same thing apply to negative self-talk? Can you kind of self-hypnotize by by having sort of a negative yeah. dialogue in your head, would you say? Is that yeah, hundred percent. And you know, the best thing that we can do is create a positive relationship with ourselves. And I believe that it is our culture that does this. So if you look at the, I've studied religions. I went to the parliament of world religions with a native American elder, 220 different religions represented. And a lot of it is guilt and shame back in the day. You wouldn't mm-hmm. know that they take some truth, right? Like, and this is another hypnosis example, 90% truth, Right. Then they ding you with the two commands. So the so it's also like the yes technique in sales. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then now do this. And you're like, wait, I just said yes five times, but I don't know if I want to do this. Okay. Well, 90% of it's true. So this last little bit must be true. That's another hypnosis technique that works incredibly well. And so with our internal dialogue, we have this in dialogue of, of guilt and shame. And if we can create a better relationship with ourselves, will we'll transform our entire existence. And that's a lot of the coaching I do. And that's what I did in Zen Athlete to Trojan horse this with kids. What are you saying to yourself? Because it's crazy to think um, that 95% of people are total assholes to themselves. They're total ruthless a-holes to themselves that, yes. think that, that they don't even deserve to live. Yes. We've, got a, we've got a suicide epidemic up there. What, okay. How is this happening? It's happening from all this comparison, judgment, social media, oh, all the 100%. crap that's out there. And, and we don't have the skills and we're not teaching our young people the skills to cope with it. And I've worked with people that are, you know, eight years old. Uh, this girl is going to be the next crazy Olympian. She's, she's amazing. Um, Kobe crushed that. Um, and then to to people in their 60s and 70s. And those mental patterns do not change unless you figure out how to address them and how to unhook that wiring. And people have no idea how bombarded they are with all kinds of bullshit. Have you guys seen the movie They Live? Yeah. Yeah, That's it right there. Just watch They Live and you have a great example of it. And so those are the mental nutrients, man. I always Um, tell people that you should, you might as well be, you should be your biggest fan. Why not? Why not be your biggest fan? Why not love yep. yourself? Now, I'm not saying be an asshole to people, but love yourself. Why not? There used to be a time, man, uh, I had a very weird comedy career. It started out, it, st- it started very rocky, then got good, then it got rocky again. And some of that rockiness over the years had traumatized me. And, you know, 
there would be times where I was going up on stage in just fear, such fear that these guys are going to hate me and, and this crowd could sense it. The crowd could sense it. So over time, I'm like, I got to get myself out of that thing. So I would do something before I go on stage. I would take 10 butt breaths. That's what. That's where you can feel the breath in your butthole. You ever done that? Where you're like, you feel it right in your <laughs> butthole. Do you suck out? You, you, are you sucking it up right from the bottom? No, I'm going perineum? in, but it's so deep. It hits. It, it <laughs> oh, pings okay. my butthole. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, what you, in, in yoga, the idea is you take it from the butthole up. Oh, or really? Up the spine. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> but you did it in reverse. So that's that's amazing. That could be even better. You Ten, know? I've never heard of that. Huge breath. <laughs> then I would ask the comedy gods, I want to kill. Please help me kill. I want to kill. Please help me kill. I want to kill. Please. And I would do it 10 times. And I would go up and just, and I just had to get through the first five minutes. Because it was always the five minutes that when I was very young was always the hardest. Because, I, you know, I'm not a funny looking guy. I have what I consider people see as dark energy. I've had people go, oh, yeah, you're really dark. And I'm like, I'm actually not. But there's times I'm thankful I have dark energy, like when I'm walking alone through the Tenderloin in San Francisco, and I got all, you know, I got a trans hooker on the corner arguing with her pimp, and nobody's bothering <laughs> me because I have, like, I look like a day walker, right? You know, like, that's when you're thankful for it. But it just, so I would have to really, really convince myself that, uh, you know, I'm doing okay. I even do it on stage now. I was about to ask you, do you do anything? Like, I've seen some people, like, right before stage, they'll go on the side and they'll, like, they'll start boxing, like they're about to box yeah. something. Some people put headphones on. Everybody's got a I little method. Now, I, now I'm okay. Now you just Now I'm up. okay because I've been doing it 20-something years. I'm okay with it, but I had to do it for a long time. But I'm all about you control your destiny, yeah. man. You really do. And you know, I talk about it on a lot of the other Patreons, and I've probably talked it on about here. I had a cousin who almost got murdered recently. Like, a guy went over there to go do it, and if it wasn't for a neighbor hearing and calling the cops, she would have been dead. Wow. And, you know, she, she, she got a lot of uh, flack from people around her. And, you know, I, I wanted to just tell her, it's like, you can change your life, man. You just have to change the way... You look at the world and look at yourself. The energy you put out is the energy you get back. And you just have, but like to someone like her, there's no one around her teaching her that stuff. There's no one around. Her. And, and here's the whole thing. It's like, it's at the fingertips, but it's at the, just, hey, how do I change my point of view in life? YouTube, there's a million videos. You'll have Matt probably on a thousand of them telling you that you're changing your life. You know, hanging out with finger-blasting monks telling you how to fucking <laughs> save the world, right? But, pe but people, do, people, like the system is set up that you, they don't want to do that. Because it's just easier to turn on the news and feel like you are getting your information. Because for the longest time, people thought, Television was basically sampling what the world thought and was presenting to you in a almost a compilation, right? Oh, the news is a compilation of what's going on in the world. And it's not. It's actually trying to create the world in which you see it. And when you turn that stuff up and you realize not the bad, and you just have to control the situation. You know what prayer is? All it is is what Matt's talking about, which is mentally telling yourself it's going to be okay. You're connecting with whatever's running the universe, which is deep inside each one of us. And you got to start off early. Like, I'm not going to lie. I follow a couple of people on Instagram. They're like 
fitness people, I'll wake up at 10 and they already got the half, the, half their day done. I feel like a piece of shit. Follow those type of people if you want to wake up early because you'll feel like a piece of shit. You're like, dude, I'm barely. And then you're, they don't even look at their Instagram. It's already like 10 o'clock. They already worked out eight. I have a work. question for you. What? David Goggins. Frank that, that fucker. Yeah, he's one of the ones. Yeah, In the shavers. Latino community, how much of this do you hear? Nothing. Is that interesting? It's just, dude, I'm not going to lie. In the Latino comp- in the Latinos, is just go to work, and they're just waiting for f- Saturday, Sunday. It's, it's just so go with life. Keep living on life, because a lot of them have, like, a lot of them construction workers. That's why I know. And they wake up literally at 5. They don't even watch the news. They wake up at 5 in the morning to get to the stru- to the site at 7, work from 7 till 3, sit in traffic for an hour, get home, eat, bang your wife, and do it but all over. But there's something very simple <laughs> about that as well. It is almost like trying, almost living this without actually knowing you're doing it. Like, you know, we talk about what's important in life, your family. That's very, I always say that about the Latino community. They're very much into family. The black community, that was ripped from them through these very dark arts people creating these drug wars, this hip-hop thing. You know, this Black Lives Matter, when you look at their, their, their uh, what's it called? Their, their opera, what they, their Agenda. Their, Manifesto. Agenda. their manifesto. Mission statement. Their mission like statement. It's like to destroy the nuclear family. And you go and you take a look at what happened to the black community, and you're like, that's, that's a big problem. They had that ripped from them. You know, but the Latinos, very much family. Asians, very much family. Jews, very much family. Armenians, very much family, dude. It's very family. Black warranted. people talk about uh, Planned Parenthood, about killing people, and people get all up, all, all in rows that that didn't happen. That happened. That was to kill the fucking. The, the, well, the that's why system. they're all in poor neighborhoods, you know? Uh, I want to get into some more of your stuff. You're talking about mystical experiences with Thoth at Envision. What is that? Okay, yeah, I'll tell you about that. But I want to go back on something you said because I think it was super important. Thank when you, you're talking Johnny. About go, when, you, when you're talking about going on stage, that's like uh, my athlete's about to do a trick they've never done before. The level of focus and intention to try to do a trick you've never done before. You have to set your intention. You have to visualize and you have to do these things. Most people don't test themselves enough to realize that this is true. They don't give themselves that opportunity. So they say, oh, no, that's bull crap. Well, what have you done? Well, I've just followed, followed in line and I work nine to five and I don't ever push my boundaries. Okay, well, then for you, it's true. And, you know, if people will sell you their limitations, you can have them. It's like, this is what's possible. Great, that's possible for you, not for me. I don't believe that, you know, so you, they can have that idea. And so it's such an important thing that when you are, all you can do is set your intention. And um, I'm reading the the Dhammapada. It's uh, basically the, the Buddhist teachings. And I was having this great discussion with my buddy and um, what I said to him, I was like, there's so little we can actually know. We can intend to do good, but we actually do harm by accident. We don't know that. But what we own, one of the few things we actually know is our intentions. And in this book, it talks about, you know, good, good intentions and karma comes from, you know, intending to do positive from clear thought, from clear intention. You know, uh, negative karma comes from wanting to do harm, um, you know, basically selfish thinking and delusion. And so many people are causing harm through delusion. That's the problem, right? So, you know, I just kind of want to share that. So if we can just intend and work with that spirit, you know, when I worked with the Native American elder, he said, you have two spirit guides. Oh, yeah. Check this out. You'll like this. Did you Um, ever come up with a nickname for him? Because Native American elder seems like a lot of syllables (laughs) to say every time. Lone Bear. His name is Lone Bear. Lone Bear? Lone Bear. 
Yeah. Eastbound down, Lone Bear coming, coming. Like that <laughs> yeah. sounds like something like <laughs> David Lone Bear said it best. Yeah, you can call him that. His stories are wild. But this one day, I was freaking, I was hungover, and I have uh, um, Campbell, frig, I forget his name. Tom Campbell came on my show for three hours on simulation theory. He's one of the top physicists on simulation theory. He comes he on believes for three in hours. It? He's the one who writing the books on it. Yeah, he says oh, that's where the physics is showing dude. us. It's just, I gotta talk oh yeah, to I can introduce. He's amazing. His books do. are super thick. Yeah, he's an amazing show. I've had him on three times. He's he's awesome. And so he gives me a three hour thing of why we're in a simulation and it's amazing. And then I get a half an hour break and I'm still hungover. David Lombear <laughs> comes on and he tells me for two hours how we're in a simulation. And so he got it from the physicist, got it from uh, Lombear, the Native American. I was like, holy! I smokes. have that too, man. Matt Lacroix and and Bob oh, yeah. Gall yep. talk. About about basically the same thing. One is from a, a scientific point of view, and the other one is from a spiritual point of view. I just want to get in before you tell the story. Uh, yeah. You know how you're talking about mental. Man, sports is a great example of that, man. It is a great example. You brought UFC. I'll bring up in uh, the NBA, right? Like, the difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron James is kill instinct. You know, Michael Jordan never let the moment get get him. Did he have off nights? Yeah, everybody has, has off nights. But man, that guy's mental fortitude was always the strongest on the court. In a in a in a world or a, let's say a, a, an arena, the NBA, where everybody is a murderer. You know, everybody's great. You can go back to uh, the UFC, man. At the highest levels, they're all complete fighters. They're black belts. They're, they're the champ, world champion strikers. They're uh, black belts in jujitsu. What separates these guys really does come down to mental fortitude. Like, at some point, everybody at that level can take a punch. And you're going to hit this dude with the hardest punch you had, and he's still there smiling. How do you react to that? Some people yeah. go, oh, man, I'm in trouble now. And other people are like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great fight. And they and they, they feed off that. And that is the difference between, like, uh, you know, a Michael Jordan. LeBron James is great. He is probably the most complete player we've ever seen in our life. But the one ding he has, and you guys don't want to remember it because everything's about what's happening right now, is there have been huge moments that he's shrunken in his yep. past. And he was growing, and we all, nobody's a complete package until it's done. And what moments? The most important moments. Yeah, I mean, and Michael that's when Jordan Michael Jordan never. shows up. Yeah, every time. Not saying he won the game every time, but he was always right there. There are times where LeBron James in his past didn't show up, and I can't. I, when we're discussing stupid things like, is he the seventh best player of all time or the first? I mean, like, imagine feeling insulted that I said <laughs> you're the. Imagine Matt, if I said Matt, you are the seventh best podcaster to ever podcast. You're like. Fuck you! I'll fight you right now! You're like, you're seventh! Fuck you! I'm, I'm like, nah, dude. If you said it was 700th best podcast of all time, I'd be like, 
man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> There's like 6 million podcasters out there and you have me 700. That's pretty freaking awesome, man. But the LeBron James people go crazy, but that's what you're talking about. That is uh, the difference between. Yeah, dude. Well, what you're saying to the mental fortitude, you could call it will. And to use the martial arts perspective, if you go and fight a Muay Thai person, you have to kill them. They have what's called like the martial arts spirit and they build this spirit from crazy ass training (laughs) they do the most intense training so that when they go into combat you literally have to kill them they kick trees they kick the crap out of each other they do the most intense physical training so that when it comes to battle their will they will not give up and that is something that is so important that people are not exercising you know yogananda wrote the autobiography of a yogi um Steve Jobs gave it to all his employees, apparently, and he wrote another book called Scientific Affirmations. And the way that I describe this is if, if let's say, you know, on, on average, we could all deadlift, let's say 250 pounds, right? Beast mode can do 500 pounds or more. Okay. Well, when, uh, when you have, hear those stories of mothers lifting cars with uh, their babies in them that are on fire and things like that, which have happened. They don't think, oh, how much can I deadlift? How strong am I? They look, they see their child's in the car. They activate every ounce of their human potential and they say, move. And that shit happens. It's extraordinary. It's happened multiple times. And that's exercising the will. So like you want to land a backflip. You want to be a successful comedian. You want to achieve this in your life. It's like, yeah, I want to achieve this in my life. And we're an electromagnetic universe. And it's like, whoop. And you, you like do like one out of 1000, you know, but the burning car example. Yeah. I want to achieve this in my life. I want to give back. This is who I want to be. Um, this is what I want to create. And you exercise the, the children burning in a car level of will. Now you're using your universal force, your entire level of being the Muay Thai martial artists. Like they build that through dedication. So it's accessible to all of us, but you actually have to apply effort. You know, it's effort combined with the mental game, not just the mental game, not just the physical game. It's both. It's merging both worlds. And in a crazy story, like I had Alex Sakaris on, he does skeptical podcast and uh, he's telling me some amazing stories and he's really skeptical. And he tells me the story about this person with multiple personality disorders. And one of them was blind and one of them wasn't. Well, he goes, When they did the tests, when he's in the one personality, he's actually legally blind. That part of his brain shuts off. Oh, my God. Yes. And in the other personality, he can see. Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. (laughs) So I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was a site. Check it out for yourself. I was like, what? I was like, that is gnarly. And so if that can happen, what are the limits to this? What are the limits to our to our capabilities? What are the limits if if somebody's moving these mothers that probably can deadlift 150 pounds in their best day are removing cars with their children? And that's what Yogananda's talking about, the will. And if you look around at the general population, these are not high achievers. It's no offense, but they're being conditioned this way through media, through culture, through music, through everything else to be incredibly uh, low achievers and to basically be followers of authority. Yes. And what these leaders, uh, you know, Socrates, I'm going to write an article that says that the coronavirus would kill Socrates first because Socrates questioned the gods of the day and disrupted the minds of the youth, basically saying, Hey, you don't have to listen to authority. You're way more capable than this. And you got to connect to your innate spirit to like what you are to, to nature or the universe. And the native American elders said the same thing. It doesn't, you don't need a, a gatekeeper to God. 
or the universe or your capabilities. It's your own connection and your own confusion to do that. And so since we're in the mystery, all you need is the honest intention. That's it. And then you move forward. You start with the curiosity, asking, taking a step forward. And uh, it can be that simple, but you have to do it over a long period of time, just like the monk breaking stone. And that's what I thought. Who would who would spend Bam, five, six, seven blasted. years doing that? And uh, also what the monk told me that could do that, I go, is this possible for anybody? Could anybody learn how to do this? And he goes, and he thought about it. And he said, yes. But most people, if they if they were rare enough to have the tenacity to do this would give up just before they get there. So, you know, it's so interesting. It's just like, it's all mental. Like you're, there is a large group of people that are out there trying to spread to the masses, to deprogram them, to take them out the hypnosis that th this virus is going to kill all of us. And they're Hypnosis like, this the virus isn't as bad, man. You're going to survive. You're going to be okay, man. The masks aren't doing anything. And people are like, no, it's going to kill us all. Stop it. And they're like tweaking their nipples while they're saying it because <laughs> it just makes them feel alive. This, this like, we have it so good that the fight and flight thing that goes on with this virus, like, oh my God, it's coming to get us. We're so angry. And they just can't come to grips with yeah, man, this virus, there are people who are going to die from it because if you have multiple conditions or you're in a certain health, uh, you have a certain level of health, it could be dangerous to you. But if you're not under that, you're going to be okay. You might get it and you might not even know you have it. But no, God, I know I gotta get the mask on. I gotta stay home. And it's just like, it's so unbelievable. They want to be scared. They don't want to be free. And someone said this before. If given the choice between freedom or safety, they'll take safety. Even though what they're taking right now is the most unsafe of all the options. Which is stay home, isolate, don't go outside in front of the sun. Don't make human contact. Don't talk to others. Don't get vitamin D. Eat like shit. Stay home. Don't do anything. Make no And like misery. Misery. But they think that's safety. Yeah, 100%, man. And when you say hypnosis, it's 100% accurate because one of the things that I saw come up is true. When you do a language pattern, whether you're doing a sales letter, if you know anything about copywriting or marketing, you think about what action do they want to take. And so when you're doing hypnosis, I use hypnosis all the time in the positive way. So whenever I'm doing coaching, I figure they write out their goals and things that they want, and they'll tell me what their challenges are, and I'll kind of write a script in my mind. I can just do it automatically now, and I'll hypnotize them to believe that they can do it. Like, you know, it's amazing. So one of the things that they're doing, you got to look at the underlying things that are happening. And one of the things people don't pay attention to is they're conditioning people to believe that fear is a virtue. Yeah. That's what's happening. You so are the bravest people, scared person. So they'll unconsciously project that out because they think it's virtuous. I'm being so virtuous. I'm so afraid. You can be afraid. Wear this mask and being such a good person, right? 99.9% .9 survival rate. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know we what I mean? Have a you try to and don't you know, and, kids can't and, go to school. What the fuck's up with that? You know that's for the yeah. mailing shit. Yeah, but I'm also voters. weirded out about this. I think there's also part of this push to get kids back in school. And I understand that parents, I have two kids <laughs> that just are nonstop. I understand. Like, get them over there so you have a moment to breathe. But there's also, there's a lot of hypnosis, indoctrination going on in Rockefeller uh, type school system. And... It's also because, you know, they were they were about to have a big 
um, summit at Harvard, which is never good. Okay, uh, big yeah, summit. Yeah. Just nothing ever good has come out. Nothing of Nothing no. ever good comes from those people <laughs> meeting to decide what we can or cannot do. And they were going to decide whether they should ban homeschooling. And you're like, why would you want to do Vaccines. that? Oh no, no, it has to do with the fact that there is an indoctrination that goes through. The, the, the public school system, which is a training to a trust authority. Listen to your leaders. They have your best. Uh, do this. Get up. Go. Sit down. Be quiet. Answer this. This way. This way is the best way to answer. And it's not that the, the teachers are bad people. They're not bad people. My parents are both teachers. It's that that is the system that they have been trained to teach in. Yeah. And it's obedience done, training. Yes. It's authoritative obedience training just a trait you know believe authority don't question that's yeah. part of it those are the, some of the underlying things my i look around and like you know once all the data comes out with this people are yelling at me at the beginning i was saying it's 0.26 percent. that's the best data we have because that's what we had at the time um the rest was fear-mongering because i can see the difference between propaganda and you know cherry picking information and what the you know what the real data is and so you know once you even um get past that point it's amazing that my friends they're just so obedient they're just whatever the yeah. government's going to allow, they're going to do. And if you guys ever seen Century of Self, I've been telling yeah. everybody, yeah. you got to watch Century of Self because they study groupthink. This is back in 1920, Sigmund Freud's nephew, studying groupthink. They've been mastering this shit for hundreds of years and really um, mastering it, you know, for the last uh, hundred, you know. And so if they were using it in the 1920s, you can bet your ass they're using it right now. And it's working incredibly well. And we're just witnessing that. So I'm hoping for some sort of like divine intervention or maybe I don't know what's going on, man. But, uh, it you is, know, when it I see crazy. tyranny spend, you know, be aware of your neighbors. When's the last time that happened? You know, tell on your neighbors <laughs> and stay inside. I think it was not a good experience. People time. want the TSA everywhere. They they hate it at the airport. They're like, please give us everywhere we go. At the restaurant, at the park, the dog park. You know, we got some COVID person coming and, up. And you know, Sam, it ends with something that's even more insidious than that because it won't actually be like the TSA. At least with the TSA, you know when Where, your rights are yeah. being violated. It's going to be like Chinese style. Yeah. Cameras everywhere. Yeah. You don't know when you're being observed and 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 that's worse because it's terrifying because you could be observed at any moment you know it's it's, it's going to be even worse than tsa everywhere actually yeah and you know what else is crazy for i grew up forever with me being told don't trust the government don't listen to the government this rage against the machine my body my choice all that stuff and then boom all of a sudden, all those people are like, listen to the government. We need more government. We need, dude, you need to take a vaccine. Well, no, you're always you talking about, you see it every other week with the protest. It's like, okay, it's okay to protest now, okay. but now we need to trust the government. Stay inside. Yeah, how about yeah, that yeah. guy? I mean, how about that, that that cane guy that dies? And all of the elites who've been telling us forever, stay home, don't stay six feet away from everybody, are shoulder to shoulder, no masks on, saying goodbye to their fucking friend, right? And but you guys couldn't go say goodbye to your dad or your mom yeah, because so many of COVID. people couldn't. Yeah. Oh, that, right? That new ID that they have coming out that was supposed to come out this year, that's gonna have a little mandatory vaccine little it. thing that says and if, if you had it or you don't don't have it. If it means that I can't tour, then I can't tour. And I won't tour. But I am not getting that fucking stupid real ID, right? Yeah, the real ID. It was supposed to be a new one for you to be able to fly in the states or out of the states, and yeah. they postponed it till yeah. next year. Yeah, as gonna, in like, but also, dude, I'm gonna tell you something. There's a lot of stuff out there that is done to bring fear to us. 
Okay, they put it in the news just to fear, bring fear out of us because they feed off our fucking fear. And you know, murder hornets. Oh, you remember we were going to have a fucking uh, a meat shortage? You remember that was the big thing coming? Mad cow, Africanized Ma- bees, oh, swine oh, flu. Oh, it's just oh, on and on and on oh, and on. Corn oh, shortage. Oh. Don't forget the new UFO. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the oh, ben- I was even talking about that. Oh, you guys go into Project Bluebeam too? Oh yeah, we're all yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. My one of my buddies goes, if uh, if there's an alien invasion, I'll never question you ever again. I was like, all right, man. I was like, I freaking hope not. That'd be interesting. Well, dude, and actually, I, mean, I had like, this gay guy. Elon oh, sorry, go ahead. Musk, that's his. He sent uh, supposedly sent all those satellites up. I think that's the AV unit that they're putting out so they can oh. get the uh, IMAX situation going. Well, look at Spider Man. Four or whatever it was, or whichever was the most recent one, he was fighting through a hologram, and that's predictive programming. They use that also. You guys know predictive programming, right? Yeah. Where they'll show you something, and they also what they'll do is they'll they'll make it worse. We'll lose all it. Like they'll say three point four percent, everybody's gonna die. They take our rights away, and then that's not the truth. And then they just move forward anyway. Where that's happening, um, you know, and so. They'll also do another thing. Let's say you want to do a 10% tax increase, right? Or, or let's say a 4% tax re- increase. So what they'll do is they say, oh, we got to increase the taxes by 10%. And then they, they institute it. And they're like, oh, 10%. No way. This is crazy. Let's fight back. And they're like, okay, we'll do 4%. Yeah. Meanwhile, that 4% is what they wanted originally. Yep. So all of these tactics, and I know this from sales. I know this from copywriting. This stuff works amazing. And when you're talking about you know the riots and stuff, I saw this meme that I thought was hilarious. It's like uh, the far left in 1992 it says uh can you swear here dude please okay yeah please uh, yeah fuck you i won't do what you tell me and then it's like far left in uh 2020 it's like fuck you you do what i tell you (laughs) yeah it's just like no or it's like rage on behalf of the machine right it's like (laughs) rage on behalf of the machine and you you know (laughs) and i don't get me wrong dude i love women i love them i'm gonna get shit Uh, you know there's white guys do dumb shit too Right, guys? Like, we, you remember when everyone's mad that cops were enforcing the mask? You remember we saw that video of them beating up that Puerto Rican mom and everyone lost? Cops aren't supposed to do that. And then two months later, they're like, defund the cops. Everyone's like, no, we gotta love the cops. It's like, dude, it's very simple. Fucking, we, we need respectful police that respect the law and respect that they're employees. They are, they are fucking tax. They are government employees. We pay their taxes and it should be about enforcing the law and we should get rid of bad cops and we should get rid. And listen, if a cop pulls you over and you fucking start it, bad shit's going to happen, dude. You know what I do? I say, see you in court. Because I'm a C in traffic court, and as Johnny knows, and XC's knows, I'm 17 and 3 Mm -hmm. in traffic court, okay? So just know you're going up against a real ringer, brother, okay? I let him know that, dude. Let him know. C in court, brother. You better remember the details. But, you know, if you're always yelling at cops and screaming at them, dude... I don't care what your job is, dude. If your job is to wait tables and every time you went to wait tables, someone's like, fuck you. You know, how are you going to have a reaction to that? Cops, I don't think police and I don't think the police union should be allowed to lobby and affect laws that they are to enforce. Because that's why we have these bullshit drug laws still on the books because the police lobby is so strong they don't want to change drug laws because they know their funding's going to go down. That's not right and wrong. Law is about right and wrong. 
Shouldn't be about business, but it is. Because these piece of shits, I'm not saying cops, I'm saying all these fucking lizard people make money off of the dr- shipping in the drugs and selling the drugs and arresting you for buying the drugs that they shipped in and then they throw you in their prisons. And stop resisting arrest. I don't know why the fuck resisting arrest. If a cop wants to arrest you, he's going to arrest you. Just fucking take it. It sucks. Oh, dude. I mean, like, am I, Johnny, you seem to be more sensitive. Am I wrong on that? No, I, I totally agree. No, no. I, I mean, I do think that the penalty for resisting arrest should not be execution. No. Certainly in the moment. Not, no. I, I think that, I, th- I, th- I think, I, I, here's what I think. I think police should be taught, and, and, and Joe Rogan espouses, to de-escalate better, and also some hand-to-hand stuff. Jiu-jitsu, it should be mandatory. I mean, you've seen how little hand-to-hand you training they have. You know I've taken two weeks none, of right? Krav Maga, right? Yeah, so no, I'm all yeah. about that. You're an expert, yeah. Uh <laughs> Dude, it's like I said. But in- no, I, I do think you guys are right though. That there's a there's a culture of sort of uh, I don't flip flopping depending yeah. on who the point is. Listen, yeah. dude, you guys in life disrespect I, is what I mean. There's I a taught this to my kids in 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 uh, spiritual talk for babies. When the point is escalating and cops need to learn this, be Denzel Washington. That's how you got Wait, do. you've been teaching your babies how to deal with the police? How to deal de-escalate. with escalates. Oh. Be Denzel Washington. Do you ever watch Denzel Washington movies? He always is cool, calm, and collected when shit's hitting the fan. Always, dude. Be My point is be smooth black. That's what I'm saying. Smooth black, chill, deal with it. You know, don't escalate it. Actually, de-escalate. De- Every movie that Denzel Washington... Man on he, fire. De-escalates the situation Dude. every time. You ever watch his fight scenes? He's never. Oh, he's like. Oh. Yep. He's fight with a smile on his face, like he's about to stack chicks. You know what I'm saying, dude? That's what I'm saying. De-escalate. Beat Denzel Washington. And I do it with my girl. Man, we're having situations. I gotta go smooth black. I gotta go Denzel Washington. De-escalate. <laughs> Even if it means taking an L now to get a W later. Be Denzel Washington. Uh, are you going to tell us the story, brother? <laughs> yeah, sure. If you want, uh, <laughs> uh, I, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of stories that I have about, uh, mystical experiences. You know, the, the first, if you hear anyone talk about it, even like Alan Watts, if you watch his videos, he describes enlightenment experiences or mystical experiences. They were something that, uh, I was very curious about some people have them through DMT. Now they describe them that way, but you can't have them naturally through uh, yoga, breathing meditation. That's how my first one was actually just a deep meditation. And then boom, it's like you become, it's a different level of consciousness. It's, it's hard to describe. Alan Watts says it's like a knife trying to cut itself. So using words, you kind of sound like you sound like an idiot a bit, <laughs> but uh, this is one of the, the pretty incredible ones. I, uh, I was at an envision festival and this is after I went to Egypt. This is a really curious thing. I went to Egypt with the Resonance Science Foundation. Um, they had this crystal that they made, apparently this super crystal, and you can look it up, and apparently it puts you into vibrational harmony, all this kind of stuff. Well, this is really fascinating because you can't take anything into the Great Pyramid. Um, and I went with, there with engineers, physicists, mathematicians, listening to them talk about everything, who built them, UFOs, the whole gamut of of awesome conversations i'm sure you guys would love and so we got to go to the king's chamber and they said you can't bring anything in there um so they knew that and it's and and they say the pyramids are actually energy devices so what we did with these crystals they're called the arc crystals you can take them off and you can build 64 so that'll magnify the power like a little tiny battery you might have one double a well if you put 100 together it's a lot more power right you can have more voltage so i'm in the great pyramid 
with this stack of crystals behind my head, sitting in the in the friggin' uh, sarcophagus with Nassim Haramim behind me, just doing like this ohms, and everybody everybody else in the group just doing ohms. It's like some sort of like uh, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lark, Lost Ark situation, Damn, and uh, it's pretty amazing. So went into all three pyramids, and I guess a lot of people you're not allowed to do that. You're allowed to do two or something, but we were able to go in all three, and so that's the experience I had a couple months prior to this. And so it's relevant to the story. So I, uh, I go to the envision festival. I meet this guy waiting for the bus to go in really cool guy, very tall. We kind of hit it off and, and have a conversation. I don't see him for two days. Uh, I see him on the Saturday and I say, Hey man, how's it going? And he, and he looks at me and he's got this flute he's playing and he goes, and the details would be a bit rough here because I haven't told the story for a while and I have a YouTube video on it. You can watch it. I remember all the, all the details there, but he looks at me and he goes, it's dead serious. The universe gifted me this flute. When I started playing it, I got taken to a cave with nine beings or 12, I think it was nine or 12, a certain amount of beings. And I was like, Oh, I was like, okay. And he's like, they started to tell me some secrets of the universe. And I was like, all right. That's wild. And he's dead serious. So I start asking him questions, right? And he's got the flute. And uh, when I ask him a question, you can see him go and think in his mind what had happened. He didn't just say the answer. He was trying to filter out what had happened to him as I'm asking him the question. I can see the wheels turning in his mind, trying to process my question and how to answer it and what had been happening to him. And so I was like, well, what did they, what did they tell you? And he said something along the lines of like, well, um, there's, there's a whole, all groups of civilizations here on earth. Um, they also exist on the moon and in Mars. And, um, you know, he said some random stuff that I can't really remember. I asked him a couple more questions, but it looked like he was being genuine and, you know, there were definitely psychedelics involved, but he also <laughs> had a physical, he had a physical flute. So, you know, was he tripping and, and he just had this crazy story sure was he taken there physically i don't know i don't know if he's just tripping i I don't know what the the exactly happened but it was an insane story and so i think i was like all right man we'll see you later and he's he's got the flute and he says a couple other things and so we leave it at that and so i go to myself you know i said i want to experience with god in the universe in a way that confirms et's and god is real so i said i set that prayer and i set that intention so next day happens. And I share this because, you know, I like the idea that people can write it off to psychedelics. I did. I do psychedelics. I don't do them much anymore. I, I stopped actually because of the, the my training with the Native American friend and his story and what he's told me. And I've gone deeper into the, the meditation route because I've had mystical experiences straight up through meditation, natural, nothing. And I've obviously had mystical experiences through the help of other things. I and fell in love nat- with 30 seconds to Mars on shrooms once. <laughs> So I, I had bet. a mystical one. I had a <laughs> you can do a lot of different that's things. That's definitely another so, universe. Because <laughs> I think this one. He's a shaman, you know that. Oh, I know. He leads a cult. Yeah, he's a got a cult. Of, is he? Echelons. Love him. Echelon, Hot yeah. sevens. It's called Echelon. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. Is your meditation trip as strong as your DMT trip? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Like it's- the one was. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's say it's the same thing. That's why when when people describe DMT and ayahuasca to me, I was like, I've had that. Are I you doing? Are you that. are you doing like Kundalini, like breath work, you, or is you it? Can, just... You can do those things. There's some that are breath work um, that work, and you're bringing the energy up. So it's up the spine, right into the pineal gland. That's what Kundalini is doing up the spine. Yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza teaches that a little bit. But here's the issue: people are doing it for a reward experience. They say, "I want to get this thing, and I'm going to have this mystical experience." They want to grab it. It's it's not an authentic 
uh, desire to connect with the universe and yourself. I think that's key. Most people who ask me how to do it, do it from this, you know, I'll just say baby wanting, grabbing, no effort, right? How do I get a six pack? Well, I'll show you how to do a six pack. Come train with me. You know what I mean? It's hard, right? You want to have a mystical experience? It's hard. And you got to be genuine. You butt. You know what I mean? And so, so, so many people just want this quick, easy way. And it's like, oh, it's not real. I can't do it. I'm like, well, at least physically I can show you I have a six pack. So it's real. Right. And that's the problem we're having in the here with this whole coronavirus thing. It's all this mental bull crap and, and stuff like that. Well, physically, if you're a total knob, you know, if you get into a fist fight, you can see who's better. Now all you have is this like, basically, I love the South Park with the PC babies. You know what I mean? That's what <laughs> yep. it is. We're not having these dialogues. And on the debate topic, you know, you watch uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. debate Alan uh, Dershowitz or whatever his name, and he destroys him because one one side is logic and like uh, and reason and and just truth. Common it's, sense. Dude, it's like when people sense. ask me if I'm like a, a, a conservative or a liberal, I mean, I go, whatever the side of common sense is. And it or flips. Truth. It flips. Yeah, it flips, man, all the time. And it's yeah, and 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 the and the yeah, not that no, you know what I mean. Divide and conquer, right? It's left or right. It's it's Best Buy, Future Shop, McDonald's, Burger King. Stop the division. Just one thing is true, and let's let's do that. You know, let's do whatever the true thing is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. So I just say that because you know, like I had done uh, psychedelics the day before, and I had to get rid of the bag because I was in a foreign country, and I had like <laughs> the tiniest amount of mushrooms left, like not even a point zero one. And, and the tiny amounts of E, like not even a 0.01. <laughs> so I just take that, I put it in my mouth, I set the intention. So some people in my YouTube comments is like always tripping, tripping balls. Trust me, I've done a lot of psychedelics. Um, and like that, that, that micro scale, you know, is going to be nothing, but I share it so people can write it off if they wish, because there's a reason why I know it wasn't the psychedelics for many. So I do that and I set the intention to have us uh, an experience with God and ETs in the way that uh, I know. And if, if some people don't do psychedelics, so let's just to be clear, if you're going to get high on mushrooms, you probably, what do you need? Like a gram at least? At least. Two, three grams? And Me? I don't know, man. I do like oh. a couple of caps and I call it a day. I don't even, uh, I don't weigh them. I just eat them until I go, ugh, and then I don't need any more. They say you need an eight to like break through. Well, you, uh, I mean hard? Yeah. yeah, like an eight. Like an I've changed my mind on, well, Joey Diaz had a fan who made chocolate mushrooms uh he sent me chocolate and i ate one and trip balls man i miss that i wish i had that i wish yeah I they're had fun those. man they're fun well i just say it because like you know it was like nothing it was really nothing yeah. and i just felt like i didn't want to waste it so i just threw the bag out but you know some people want to write it off so i'm totally cool with that so uh, so I start walking and I get into a meditation. There's walking meditations and all it is is being able to concentrate. And here's uh, how you know if you kind of have a level of mental fortitude. If you can concentrate on something for five seconds, that's it. Five to eight seconds, you know, in the law of attraction, you say you need to be able to hold concentration for eight seconds. There's a book called The Master Key System. It's by Charles Hanel. He is a 33-degree Freemason, and it goes through the steps of how you manifest in this reality. And one of them is just concentration training. Uh, control your mind for eight seconds. Focus on one thing. 95% of the planet cannot do that. That's what meditation does, help you do these things. So I set that intention, and I go into a walking meditation, and I actually crush it. Sometimes my meditations are complete crap. My mind goes nuts. Um, but I crushed it. I walked super far through the festival and got it. So I'm like, all right, uh, last day of the festival, uh, Vision Festival, Costa Rica. I'm like, I'm going to go and uh, get my face painted. I get my 
face uh, painted at one section. And then I'm walking to dance and I see this girl sitting with face paints. I kind of got like, I wanted face paint, but I got like some sparkles or something. So I was like, oh, I see you're doing face paint how I want. So I sit down with this girl and say, hey, would you mind painting my face? That's what she was giving. She's like, yeah, sure. So she starts painting my face and she goes, yeah, we'll do an exchange. I was like, oh, cool. Well, you know what? I'll do what I do. And I, I have this... Um, uh, what do you even call it? It's like a tuning fork and it's yeah. set to a vibration. And what I do is I basically give people this little thing. I say, what's one thing you want to call into reality? And they'll tell me what that thing is. And then uh, um, we'll go through this meditation process and then I'll ding them with the tuning fork and I'll get them to vibrate and, and teach, give them a little mini lesson on the will. Like I told you guys before about the, the woman lifting the car, I say, will it into existence? And as they're willing what they want into existence, I'm dinging them with the tuning fork and helping them get to that vibration. And so that's what we do. I do that with her and uh, I, I go through and, and she's thinking about her thing and I go through and it's like this little tiny tuning fork. I can't remember what they're called, but they just, you know, and I go through the different spots on the head and, and she does that. And so it's very relaxing. And so she's super relaxed and she kind of just sits down. And so I'm not just going to leave. I'm going to wait. I've done this for a lot of people. So I just kind of wait. So I'm waiting for her. And uh, she then kind of buckles in and she goes into a meditation. She just starts to sit down. I was like, well, I'm not going to leave. And I was totally cool with it. So I just kind of <laughs> buckle into a meditation too. And so I keep open my eyes, right? I kind of waiting and I open my eyes to make sure she's not waiting for me. Probably five minutes goes by, give or take. And time is weird in this story. So I'm keep looking and I was like, well, you know, I'm having a nice meditation here. I don't want to just keep opening my eyes. I actually want to go into this meditation and enjoy it. So I'm going to hold her hands and I figure that when she's ready, she can just give me a tug and then I'll open my eyes and we'll separate. So hold her hands. And uh, the second I held her hands and decided to dip into this meditation. It's like epic, full on, so deep. It's so good. And I've, you know, meditated a lot. Like one year I meditated pretty much the whole year, an hour a day. Uh, so it's about consistency, not, you know, sh you're not uh, uh, big bursts, right? But I've also done big bursts. I've spent uh, like three months in koala habitat in Australia in a hippie camper, basically this camper in koala habitat. Just And I basically read, wrote, meditated all day for most of the days. Sometimes we're four hours, sometimes we're eight hours. I just wanted to see. I listened to these kind of masters. Like I go try the protocol. Yeah, right? you That's do. What I try I'm to like, do. man, where do you get all the time to do this? Yeah. Well, I was younger, you know, I was younger. I got responsibilities now. So I was just younger, you know, full of piss and vinegar, trying to, trying to figure, <laughs> trying to figure shit out, man. You were on the so valley. I just, oh man. So what's crazy. that? Dude, the places you went, I was at the comedy store just getting, you know, unholy the whole time. And now it's like, it's so crazy. <laughs> I was in Whistler getting pretty unholy, bro. It was nice. <laughs> Whistler snowboard bum. So that was good. Just drinking way too much, man. But having the time of my life on my oh, snowboard. man. I, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So we're holding our hands and then immediately I drop deep into this meditation. It's awesome. Meditation isn't perfect. Sometimes you do it and you just mind goes nuts and that's okay. Sometimes you drop into a wicked meditation you don't have any thoughts and you're really deep and really connected and these things kind of drop in um you know when i was meditating all you know for an hour each day for that year my body would do this wiggle like i would kind of like wiggle like i was a i was a, a reed in the sea and that it just uh, would start to happen naturally after like 15 or 20 minutes and i remember it happening i was like oh this is neat and so just kind of enjoyed it so this happens i i the meditation kicks in and it's amazing so I dip in and I'm gone. I am so gone into this meditation. And again, I don't know, time is weird. 10 minutes goes by maybe. 
Um, and then I, I feel like a tug on my hand. And I think that uh, she's she's uh, opening her eyes. So I, I open my eyes. Um, she's Her eyes aren't open. So I dip back in. Launch back into this meditation for another 10 minutes. Again, I don't know about time. It was super strange. And if you've ever had a mystical, mystical experience or you've done DMT or ayahuasca, you realize time is not a real thing. It's something weird. So I was lost in whatever that was. Uh, so then again, I feel the tug. I open my eyes. Um, shoot, what what is the order of this? Any um, order works. Yeah, geez. This could be oh, like yeah. true detective. Okay, yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't I know what it, time got it is. Okay, <laughs> I just remember the order. Okay, so I open my eyes and um, uh, oh my God, this is cr- okay. I'm trying to remember. Can you pause this? I don't even know. I'm like, it's such a crazy dude, story. It's all good, dude. It, it, oh, dude, okay. it's like nonlinear we'll, we'll story. You can. Well, I'm gonna have boom, to send boom, them boom, to the boom, YouTube boom. video because I have it linear. But I'll well, remember the elements and it'll come together. It'll come together. Good shit. Like, like, what was the end of the story? You and her were dragons, and you fought okay. Superman. No. Like, what? Well, how did it end? Okay, so what happens is, I open my eyes. Um, I see feet coming past just jeans and feet, um, over my left shoulder. Oh, that's what it was. Jeepers, <laughs> um, there's a picture. Somebody is, is freaking taking a, a picture flashes. Okay. To our left. I think in my mind at this moment, somebody has taken an amazing photo of us and I'm going to look all badass Cause she's painted my face and I got this garb on and, uh, you know, and so I was like, neat. So they, over my left shoulder, a picture drops down in front of me. I open my eyes. I'm looking at this picture, and it's one of those like pictures you take, and uh, they 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 come into film. Yeah. So I'm looking at this thing in a crazy Polaroid. meditative state. Polaroid. I'm looking at it. It's coming up. It's coming up. I'm starting to enter the picture. I was like, "What the heck is this? It's coming up. It's a super dark room. It turns out to be a physical picture of Thoth." And what Thoth has, it's Thoth in a dark, like it looks like the bottom of What's some sort Thoth? of Egyptian Who's picture. Thoth? And and there's a and there's a a high chair. The chair's super high up because Thoth is super tall in this picture. Who's and Thoth? He's got yeah. Thoth, like Tahat. He's like the Egyptian god with the with the bird, oh, uh, you really? know, bird or monkey face. You know, so yeah, you no. see the one with the bird head. Yeah, and he's all jacked. Yeah. That's Thoth. Oh, yeah. Snaps. So, but the the proper pronunciation I learned when I went to Egypt was Tahat, and so. It's a picture of him with the, and it looks like he's holding a pen. They say he's the God of knowledge. It looks like he's holding a pen and a lot of the, yep, that's him, uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs. And if you look with a pen, he's holding that pen to this person's third eye in, in the image that I'm looking at, at this woman in a high chair in a dark room in Egypt. So I'm looking down at this and my immediate thought was, holy fuck. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, my mind was blown. But this meditation, if you ever have one of these mystical experiences, the meditation is so deep, that feeling of connectedness of the universe is the best feeling ever. It's ever. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, what the, f- what the fuck? This is insane. Um, what do I do? <laughs> so I go, okay, I've got this girl's hands, right? What I can do is I can just dip back into this meditation. It's super amazing. When she comes out, we'll sort this out together, right? 
So I dip back into the meditation. Another 10 minutes or so goes by and uh, I feel the tug. This time she opens her eyes, right? I open my eyes. Unfortunately, I'm stuck. Fortunately, I'm stuck in the meditative state. So she basically wakes up and I don't have control of my body at this point. And she's looking at me and I'm looking at her in the eyes and I'm just staring at her soul. I'm basically stuck like this. (laughs) And I can't move. Glitching. I can't. I can't bring my consciousness back to control my body. She looks down and this is how I know this was real. She looks down. She sees the picture. Okay. I'm stuck in this state. She sees the picture. She starts packing up her stuff pretty quick. I'm just observing her. Um, oh, and her face was kind of like, she saw me and she's like, Hmm, little smile. Then she goes, Hmm. Then she goes, Hmm. You know, like she went through a range of emotions to me staring into her soul, stuck how I was stuck. So she sees the picture because it's on her lap. She um, she starts getting up frantically. She's got a bunch of stuff in her hand. And then she's actually leaving. And I clue in. She's going to go away. And <laughs> she goes, so I can't. I'm trying to get back to my body. <laughs> and I just go, all I can muster up as she turns around is, please wait. Please wait. And she goes. She walks away. So I'm thinking to myself in this moment, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, she can't go away, but I can't chase her in a festival because that's kind of creepy. Yeah. So what do I do? So I'm like, okay, I, I got to chase her. I got I to stop. Her. So I got to try anyway. So I go to get up. My right leg is numb. Oh my God. And I can't move it. So I can't walk. So I get up. My right leg is numb. I can't even move. And I sit back down and I just go, what the fuck is going on? Like, what the fuck? And so I'm sitting to myself five seconds later. This girl comes beelining back to me and she goes, walks right up to me, does not look at me in the eyes because where's the photo? Where's the photo? I don't have the photo. Where's the photo? I promise I don't have the photo. What did you see? Where's the photo? Show me your pockets. And I go, I promise I don't have the photo. I just start emptying my pockets. I promise I don't have the photo. What did you see? Please look at me. No, please look at me. What did you see? No, where's the photo? So uh, finally, after that, I just, she looks at me really briefly. I said, I promise I don't have the photo. What did you see? She looks at me really briefly, pieces out, blonde girl, never seen her since. I'm hoping one podcast will get out there. I, I don't know who that person was or what happened, but whatever she saw freaked her the frig out. And she peaced out. That's how I know this picture was in physical reality. Now, I know magic. And maybe somebody took a photo and they had it preset. And then it came up that and just made it some sort of weird thing. It's possible. But the weird thing is what happened after. So she leaves at this point. And I was like, oh, my God, that was insane. What the hell? I look to my right and there's this tree. And it, the way that it's grooved out, it looks like the Buddha tree. It's grooved out so you can sit back and do like a meditation. I was like, this tree is perfect for meditation. I think I'm supposed to sit in it. So <laughs> I go sit in this thing. I get stuck in a meditation state for the rest of the night. I think it was midnight. I didn't come out of that until six in the morning. And I was stuck in it in the middle of a, a festival, literally at one with the whole freaking universe. And I could not move. I could notice people around me. I'm having all these crazy world freaking intergalactic experiences in my mind while con- knowing where my body is and people, I, I understood wind. So wind, I think, <laughs> who knows if this is true, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was imagining all the birds in the forest and all the information coming right. And then getting 
taken like a jet stream to the to the rest of the planet as this information system and i was a part of it and i just was stuck there for uh, at least six hours being aware of my body aware of my surroundings and getting taken to all these different places and having these massive massive insights and spiritual downloads that was even more intense than when i did ayahuasca like same same but different yeah. and uh you know for six hours and i couldn't get out and, and i thought to myself during that time i was like huh i guess this is it this is where i stay the rest of my life i don't need <laughs> anything else this is i just get to sit by this tree i don't have to worry about anything this is amazing. It happened. And, uh, you know, and then finally my leg starts to hurt, um, around six in the morning and I drop out and I, I come out of the experience and, uh, you know, start processing what was going on. And the crazy thing was, if you look at, uh, the Emerald tablets of Thoth, he talks about the pyramids being an initiation process. And some of the other people that I went to resident science foundation had some similar mystical experiences, not the exact same, but equally a, what the hell was that? And because that woman, whoever I was with saw the actual image and apologies for my crappy storytelling. It's been a long time. since no, I, it's great. I, told, I told that story. You can look at the YouTube one, it's but I was great. like, that's, that's just what happened. A physical picture came up and it freaked her out so i still don't know what she saw if she saw the same thing but it was a physical uh, experience i told my native american elder friend about this story too and he goes to him nothing special it's like of course yeah you know, nothing special I but he's pretty that. mysterious i believe in all that dude damn yeah, so there you go so yeah i have a couple others but that that was that was the most nuts because it was something that shouldn't happen in this reality well, you know, like, it's like uh, when they talk about um, the Montauk Project, there's supposedly an instance where yeah. a guy uh, through mental powers created a monster that just wrecked shop and killed everybody. And that's what Stranger Things are about. Bel Air! Can, yeah. can I drop in one question? I, I no, wanted you to, cannot. When no. I heard you were uh, <laughs> coming on, I, I had this question. You hear a lot. Have you, first of all, have you visited with any uh, Hindu gurus like like I, I, I've got Neem Karoli Baba on my mind, and it seems like everybody, including Ramdas, who came into contact with him, came away with some tale of supernatural powers. You know, like telepathy or his ability. I'm sure you've heard to eat like handfuls of LSD uh, without any effect. And I'm just curious: Have you, in your travels, come across anyone like that? And how credible do you find those uh, those tales? It's a great question, and those tales are, are what has driven me. I'm so curious. So I think it's possible. I haven't seen it done in person. The craziest people that I've seen in my life are Wim Hof, um, the Shaolin monks, and my Native American elder friend. And those people could do extraordinary things. I do believe that there's some truth to that. I just interviewed Dr. Nisha Manik, and she talks about this mystical experience similar to what I just shared about she's a she was a doctor and then she went into physics and she went to go see the Buddha's relics. And when she went in and she's telling the story about going to see the Buddha's relics. And when she walked, I think it was in Seattle, she walked in and all of a sudden it opened up the, this, the uh, museum opened up and uh, Jesus and Buddha. I don't know if Jesus actually uh, Buddha and a couple other masters appeared like Yogananda. I can't remember which one specifically, but she tells a story. And I said, wait, 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 wait. I've heard these stories before. Are you saying that they showed up in physical form. And she goes, yes. Oh, wow. And so, you know, I just did that podcast. You can see it on YouTube. And she doesn't look like she's full of crap. And her book is uh, um, all about the physics of that, of how that happened. And she said, that changed my life. That's how she got into the physics of William Tillerman, looked at the work of David Hawkins. So I've heard these stories before. 
because I've been to these realms of no space, no time, um, no limits, I think it's possible. But I also think that it can be manipulated by people wanting that ice cream. They want, they just yeah. <laughs> give me, give me, give me, and they ruin it when the authentic expression of it is your own divine nature connection with everything. So it's like we're all eagles, right? But we're walking around. Um, Clifford Mahuti tells me this story where this one guy comes to visit him and he goes out and he's like, Clifford, uh, they gave me a native name it's a chief walking eagle and clifford just starts laughing his butt off and he goes and he goes i was like why is that funny he goes that's what happens when eagles eat too much and they can't fly and so <laughs> it's like that's what's happening here is we're a bunch of walking eagles but nobody can fly and the people who say that we can fly those ones are the crazy ones and those are the ones we mock and those are the ones we ridicule rather than testing our own limits and it has to be an honest expression yogananda talks about this the spiritual gurus talk about this and it's not even about those mystical experiences i've had them and they're fantastic what it's about is like applying that knowledge each and every day to manifest in the physical world, just knowing that you are a part of something, testing your own limits because um, they're fantastic. But all it reminds you of is you're, you're part of something greater, you know? And, and I think that that's the key. That's the key message. And they're freaking amazing. You know, if you're lucky enough to have one, if you're lucky enough, it, they're, they're absolutely phenomenal, but it's not like, uh, you know, just do tr trip and you're enlightened. It's, it, there's gotta be some integrity to it. And there's, you know, I've got probably, 10 stories of people I really trust going through similar ones. And you watch them try to tell the stories. And my friend Lyles was in broad daylight and uh, 6 PM in, in, in Tucson, or, uh, Tucson. And I was like, Oh, is it, they're mind blowing and they're good friends of mine. And I know they happened and it's similar stuff. So we have these little reminders on the path. Well, Matt, you came, you saw, you kicked a whole lot of ass. I appreciate you one more time. Tell them where they can find all your stuff. Yeah, it hit me up, mattbelair.com. Happy, you know, everything's over there, podcast, uh, Zen athlete stuff, whatever they want, you know, it's out there. So, um, yeah, I uh, hope it was helpful and entertaining. Brother, you crushed it. I could have you on a thousand times, and we'll do it again in the very near future. Check out Matt's podcast. Uh, if I ever get to Toronto, him and I are going to do a live. I, I want to do just a live talk on stage, not a podcast, not just Two dudes, three dudes, whoever's out there sitting and talking, no podcasting, just come to an evening to uh, listen to guests who've been on Tim Foil Hat. I appreciate you, brother. I love you very much. You, uh, I just every time I talk to you, I leave with a a, a lot, uh, just a lot of uh, warmth in my my heart, brother. So you're doing the Lord's work. I appreciate you, man. And uh, let's do it again soon, okay? Amazing. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'll just, I'll just close it with one, one thing I, of all the spiritual books I've read and, and teachings I've had, the best teaching I've ever learned is, uh, from again, Lone Bear Senapass, but he said, do three kind acts a day, go out of your way to do it and don't tell anyone. And he, he gave me a two hour lesson on, on physics and math. Cause he's a mathematician as well. And how it brings your spiritual field, how it's actually this energy, uh, we're electromagnetic beings. And so doing that, those acts of kindness actually increase all of your energetic field and so from a selfish perspective you can think of that but there's one thing that i could personally institute on the planet is just do the three kind acts a day we would shift uh, everything so you can say a kind word you can uh, listen to someone write an old friend uh, you can find other ways but just do those three kind acts and uh, you know I, I say if you do it for a week you might have a spiritual wink 
uh, universal wink actually. And it's like the universe is doing something so weird and it'll be just for you <laughs> that you'll know that it was that. And it, it, the people that I always tell my people who listen to my podcast to do that. And the amount of emails I get of hilarious stories is amazing. Cause like, bro. And uh, it's like, you're never, it's always such, you're never going to believe this. And I'm like, yes, I will. And it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, I'll leave with that. We appreciate you. You leave on, on high note, crushing it. For the whole 90. Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody, Swarm, I love you very much. Again, August August 22nd for sure is the next March Against Child Sex Trafficking. Uh, if you're not in L.A., they're doing it all over the country. And if they're not doing it in your city, uh, you should hit up this guy named Scott the Kid. Uh, you can find him on my Instagram. He helps orga- he helped organize the, the one we did. Uh, I said it earlier. Said it again. Find him. He'll help you organize one in your, whole, in your own town. All right, guys. We appreciate you. I love you, Swarm. As always, you're the best of the best. And I uh, hope you got something for today and apply it to your own life. You can change your life. You just got to change the way you look at the world and how you think. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wait.